Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Marvel Alliance podcast, where we cover anything and everything to do with the Marvel Universe. From comics, TV, to movies, we'll go from the Mojoverse or 616 to the Negative Zone to bring the Marvel Universe right to you. My name is the Uncanny Chris. I'm the podcaster of Mischief, Chad Snell. Alliance Assemble. Are you trying to do the, the Power Rangers, like... Ring kind of. Or, or kind of like they, you know, in Endgame, they do the whole, like, they make the Tony Hark's heart you know have you seen that oh, image yeah. before yeah. yeah and then natasha says oh see you in a minute and guess what they don't see her in a minute folks they don't <laughs> it's very sad when you watch it back but uh no i'm very happy to be back in here in 2021 uh you interested happy a good new sh- year yes happy new year sir yeah you interested a good show last week and uh i'm i i, I didn't i i hate missing the first one the new year and the big 3-0 but sometimes that happens with work but i'm happy to be back uh sir how are you doing I'm doing well. Happy to be uh, joined by our merry Marvelites in the chat mm-hmm. and listening out there. So it's uh, you know we got a ton of a ton of news that neither one of us saw coming. But no. I mean, when we saw Mr. Feige giving a lot of interviews, I didn't think he'd drop all this knowledge on us, but uh, he definitely did. 
Well, it was so funny because Sunday, that's why, and we're still talking about because me and Chris went back and forth yesterday, like, hey, how do we do this? Because there's just so much news. But that's why, you know, there's there's stuff going on in the world, and we're going to talk about the Punisher logo stuff. But we're like, okay, we'll talk about that because there's some little news out there, but that'll be a good, like, main topic. We got a main topic to talk about. And then it's like, boom, boom, boom. And it's just like, and there's even stuff that we punted till the future because it's just like, there's just, there was so much stuff because there's Feige, there's real world stuff, there's other scoopers. It was just, it was a crazy week. But that's what I, I love before we get into the plugs is just that we started this podcast, the whole network in a time where it, that we started at, like, I always say the worst time. It's just so funny. Like we, <laughs> we really, we should have <laughs> given maybe our review of uh black widow or our thoughts in our first podcast. Well, I know happen. like it was, it was like, okay, it looking good. But you know, at the time that was when everything was really on hold, but now, cause we have this and we have Falcon, all this stuff coming up. We just, I, I love when we have these foggy press tours cause he always does this. He, he's a smart guy and we'll get into it he always like he drops not too much but just a little to get people talking and there's always kind of one two nuggets which we're going to talk about that were some big ones but i just love that we're in this like we're in full promotion mode you know we haven't had that where i was talking about that uh last week we haven't had that with marvel really you know we had new mutants but that was just like a far in the wind to be honest and i like me new mutants but it was just kind of <laughs> they're, they're, Wow. Well, there wasn't much promotion behind it. It was like, no, here no, here no. it is. It's out there. And Hellstorm, well, we're not even accepting that. You know, it's just like, but this is a full-on MCU thing. That? And it's just very exciting. So you know what else is very exciting is our lineup for Geek Ultimate Alliance. We have shows every day of the week, or as Greg would like to say, seven days a week, Monday to Friday. Uh, <laughs> uh, ten shows. Some of them are bi-weekly. If you want the entire schedule, go down the details below. Figure out tons of stuff. Uh, Chris, I know you had a retro this week. Uh, what did you cover? Uh, yeah, we had a retro uh, Tim Rooney. Uh, this was that was his second appearance on uh, World's Finest True Believers. We looked at one of my favorite favorite uh graphic novels uh dark knight a true batman story looking at uh paul dini's um you know a little bit of his life but basically focusing on his his you know uh, for those that don't know he was mugged during the Mm -hmm. production of uh mask of the phantasm and basically his coming to terms with his own demons and recovery of his life after that it's it's really a outstanding outstanding uh story so yeah give it a listen and definitely if you've never read it highly recommend it but yeah tim will be joining me later this month to record uh his third appearance uh that'll drop sometime in february i think you should check out his twitter because he may or may not be teasing that i thought i saw a tweet today that's not the book no okay well then i don't know so i think he's going on um i know he's coming back on the batman book club so it may be that or maybe something completely different but but yeah tim uh doesn't doesn't take much to tell talk to tim uh to get him to do some batman stuff so (laughs) well that's exciting and like we said uh every day of the week uh world's finest true believers dc alliance we got us on wednesdays those shows record respectively the night before live like we're doing now thursday is a nice triple threat between slice of film star wars alliance and power rangers or ranger alliance so you can check those all out friday Super Civil Servants records live and then it drops on the Saturday and it's also recorded as far as Superhero Discussions is put out on the Friday on the podcast feeds and then the weekend is Weird Science talking about all these great comic books right now it's a great time uh, th- their episode did really well because 
DC Future State is whether you like it or you don't. It's a it's a big talking point. So it was it's it's exciting to see, and I haven't read any. So I'm 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 waiting till everybody. I, I've gone to talk to enough people that have read them and kind of parry, cherry pick. I know I'm reading Batman. I know I that one and probably Harley Quinn. But the rest, it's it's very it's 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 an exciting bold sort of thing. And then the other thing I wanted to throw to is you guys announced this on last night or today if you're listening to this for dc alliance but again i'll throw to you i know you just kind of did this last night but with dc alliance you and greg are going to be interviewing a special guest next week and it's going to be pretty exciting yeah sean o'connell uh managing director of simon blend the author of uh release of snyder cut the uh the book detailing all the behind the scenes uh stuff and shenanigans that basically went on and <laughs> how we and how yeah that's putting it lightly <laughs> yeah. and, and and how uh that you know that um, we're gonna see that finally come to light so um so yeah it was great that he's uh making some time for us to come on mm-hmm. talk about it ask us he, he i said it last night and you know he says ask him anything so definitely and we're, we're we're count on definitely the ending question talking about a little spider-man book that he's writing so count that, on that being asked that was the first thing at first i said oh great that's awesome and i said you better try and ask him one thing about Spider-Man because I'm just I'm just so curious about that because he's he, he's talked about he's writing a Spider-Man book but we don't know the exact angle. I'm not expecting him to give it up to us, but it's just uh, it's exciting. But yeah, um, and again, like they said last night, that's that's all due to you, sir. Everybody like whether it's real fine true believers or this show, Chris like works really hard and that's his exclusive. He got that all worked up and everything <laughs> like that. So that's that's all on you. So if you guys enjoy the interview and the content that comes next week, thank Mr. Balga here because. Uh, it should be a good one. I'm very, I'm very mm-hmm. excited. I, I might have to ask you guys a sneak peek for the questions because I'm very curious <laughs> to see what you're going to ask. But yeah, we're yeah. we're hopefully going to meet sometime this weekend and just compare notes to figure out our our must ass and our uh, if we have time. Yeah. So and then the last thing is Patreon. You can go support us there. Dollar amount is just like a thank you. Like what we're doing, and then five dollar amount you get stuff ad free, early, and exclusive. We've had a couple. We had about three exclusives actually that went up last month. So pretty good. We have a little mini one that went up this month. I know you and Clay might be doing something later on. I'm gonna try this month to try and do something with Travis and Travis or Katie and or both. I just have to wait on the rest of my month's schedule as far as work. But I do really. I gotta do <laughs> yeah. one with Katie, and then me and Travis always like talking about some you know here and there and stuff like that you know i i am I'm, I'm sure we have to talk about something pretentious right travis that we got to talk about something like that so uh but that's everything so i think we should get yeah. in this because we got a lot to go yeah we're gonna start off with the big news that uh, mm-hmm. mr feige dropped in the sense of uh, apparently there's going to be another avengers movie with the x-men in it <laughs> just wanted to say say that up front apparently there he's still working on uh we're going to focus a lot on him talking about you know, like x-men coming in and the avengers movie no we're not <laughs> because <laughs> that was those were two questions that were asked and, and both travis and i rolled our eyes that someone you know got of that was a question being asked <laughs> i just don't understand and this is a, to break the fourth wall but like with your guys interview with sean next week you guys show me the questions and i saw hey do you like dc and marvel i'd be like what are you guys doing like why are you asking this qu-? like there's just some <laughs> questions you don't need to ask and like Kevin, are we going to get another Avengers movie? You know what? No, we decided we looked. Avengers is the biggest movie of all time. We said, nah, screw it. We're not going to ask. And I get it. And of course, like I clicked on the link and it was IGN. And I don't have a problem with IGN. They're a very successful website. But I was just like, I sometimes just feel like it's just such lowball stuff. And I just, I if you had even 15 minutes with Kevin Feige, I just don't know why you would ask, is there going to be another Avengers movie or 
something Are about you the working X-Men. on the X-Men? Yeah, yeah. I could understand. There's some angles you could ask about the X-Men or certain things to try to get an idea of it, but just to ask, like, when will we see the X-Men? I just, yeah. So it was, it was funny. But we did. I'm surprised this first topic that we got that he actually revealed because if you looked at the question of the article, they didn't ask him some of this thing directly, but I think mm-hmm. he wanted to, like, he wanted to get people talking. Yeah, to be to be fair, it was it, you know he was deflecting on it. And he knows he's going to get that question. So I mean, yeah. the fact that you're ever going to trip on Mister Feige and say, "Hey, the X Men are coming in two years," yeah, you're not going to get that. No, no. Well, and but even look at Fantastic but we, but, Four. He he was dead silent about, it, and then all of a sudden it's a movie, right? So it's like same thing. Yeah. X Men literally next year could be like, yeah, and the X Men are coming in 2024, and he'd be mm-hmm. like, no, it's years away, but. But anyways, back to the back to the reality of that. I knew I knew I was going to get Travis with that one, considering, uh, yeah, he and I had the same opinion on that que- on those questions. But anyways, the mm-hmm. true we've got like three big ones, but we're going to start off with what we consider to be probably the biggest one. Kevin Feige, wait for it, wait for it, has confirmed that Deadpool three is in the MCU. It, it still will be rated R and uh, when it's filming. So this is coming from Collider. This is an ex, uh, coming directly from Collider. Uh, their own uh, Steve uh, Wentob, I believe, uh, spoke with him there. during White Rob. Um, spoke with uh, Kevin Feige as he's doing all these interviews in anticipation of WandaVision dropping this week. And the quote is, it will be rated R, and we are working on a script right now, and Ryan's overseeing a script right now. It will be filming, it won't be filming this year. Ryan's very busy, very successful mm-hmm. actor, and we've got a number of things already announced that already have, have to be made. So it's exciting to begin. Again, it's a very different type of character in the MCU, and Ryan is a force of nature, which is awesome to see him bring that character to life. That's right. We're going to say it again. Deadpool is in the MCU. It is going to be Mar- MCU's very first rated R movie. And, you know, Feige has never not praised what he Ryan Reynolds has done with Deadpool. He's never been against it. He has never been a detractor of it. Um, but I think, you know, what we have seen coming from Marvel with how they've established it and being bought by Disney, this seemed next to bringing the Punisher into the MCU, seemed to be one of the biggest stretches, you know, to us and, and unbelievable at that point. Because even when it was announced, I mean, we knew Marvel was going to be making that third Deadpool movie, but we all said, eh, it's still a stretch of them coming in. Maybe they're just kind of wrapping it up so that we could wrap up Deadpool, then they can kind of gain it back on his own. But, you know, this this is just uh, this gives me a lot of hope about other properties and gives me the idea that they Kevin Feige and Disney are not afraid to do this and not and not fear that they're going to ostracize their audience. Yeah, and this is where uh, Mr. Hines is in the chat and he said easiest decision for Kevin Feige and you might be right on that. I just uh I'm still surprised uh, to let you know, you know, I've been doing Geek Fist for five years and there's a joke. If you ever use me, if see me use the hashtag Travis told you, there was a joke on Geek Fist that for about 2018, 2019, I was just having all these predictions like Black Panther was going to be massive. And that was right. <laughs> I predicted like the entire first half of Endgame. I was right. So I, I was like on a roll. So it was like a meme. We made this hashtag and I was always saying and I had talked about on Marvel Alliance, I think a few weeks ago that I always said. Deadpool wouldn't go to the MCU, it would come to him. And this is what I said about Foggy wanting to spin wheels, because the question, if you look at the article, was not, is Deadpool in the MCU? He, he didn't have to even say this yet. He didn't have to say Deadpool. He just mm, was asked, is it filming anything like that next year? It is interesting they said not filming next year, and he didn't even say, or not this year, and he didn't even say next year. So I feel like there's still 
figuring that part out. But I, I am shocked because even someone like as Bob Iger, when they first bought Disney, said that would be separate. If you look at the very first meeting mm-hmm. they had after they bought Fox, they said, yeah, we'll be making Deadpool and stuff under the type of Fox, some sort of banner. So if they had even kind of alluded that if Deadpool is going to happen, it's going elsewhere. Obviously, that was three, almost four years ago now. Yeah, I think three years. So tons of things have changed. Obviously, just the world in general has changed. So yeah. I'm just still... I'm surprised because it is – I'm happy in one sense, and I hope it does actually happen because I, I, I do think everyone is warned that goes, I'll believe it when I see it. And I, I do agree because it is a lot of big things because remember that was that was the big joke too at Comic-Con when they were talking about Doctor Strange 2. And he's they're like, someone's like, is it going to be Radar? He's like, no, it's going to be PG-13 and you're going to like it. And then months later, Stock, Scott Derrickson's gone, right? So it's like there is a sense of like is this just – you know, word service, how much is it actually the MCU? But he has put it out there, and Foggy doesn't just put stuff out there accidentally. He would, even if he said something like that, he would correct himself in the article and be like, oh, I meant in Marvel or something. He wouldn't just say in the MCU. Foggy's been doing this so long, I've said this, he needs to run for office. The way he dodges questions, the way he answers things, he gives you an answer, but a non-answer at the same time. And I, I'm very intrigued. And the other reason you and I had talked about why they might wait is because I always thought they wanted to hit the X-Men first. And that's mm-hmm. why I do think him not even saying they're filming next year, I still think that could be in the realm of possibility that, yeah, we're going to do Deadpool, but Ryan, we really want to do at least one X-Men first and establish mutants because I do think it is a weird, unless he drops from a portal, I think it is a weird start for the MCU x-men reign to start with ryan reynolds deadpool some people might say hey that's the best way to do it and maybe i just i i just don't feel that's how they want to do it but at the same point i didn't think they'd do a radar movie and it is it's very interesting and it it because there is a line where it is easy money sure but you gotta think of it on the whole as far as all these movies are family movies and i'm not trying to degrade them saying you could take I'd say maybe like an eight-year-old, even a six-year-old, depending on your kids, you could take them to this and not have to worry about huge sexualization. You know, you hear shit, but they've not even dropped the F-bomb. You know, they've been very yeah. careful. And this is where which, this which is a, lot a line. Of times they can, which a lot of times they can do in their PG-13 movie. They yep. get one. So They could easily get one. And they haven't done that yet because I've always felt they want to keep that Disney gloss on it. And there is a Disney gloss on it, but it works. It's It's a big franchise. And not everything has to be radar. So this is... It, I don't want to say they're working, walking on a tightrope because they're very smart and I trust them, but it is something new where could this backfire eventually? How do, how do you do this and how do you – like if Deadpool's in the MCU and he's radar and he's in a crossover, I don't think he could be radar. They're not going to make an Avengers movie radar, right? So is he just excluded from a lot of these big events? Is he is he kind of cut off by the knees in those movies? Like you can't – I don't know. I it's smart, but I still I still thought they were going to do give him one more movie and figure it out. But what do you think as far as the family dynamic of these all, these characters are for families? They are Disney parks. They are people you can look up to. Deadpool, not necessarily someone you <laughs> you want to look up to, you know. And that's the thing where what yeah. do they do? I, I think I think again it it goes back to what we said a lot of times, you know, especially when we talk about you know when we when we. Uh, we, this conversation a lot of times comes up with DC a lot in in mm-hmm. treating the audience with treating the audience like that they're not an idiot you know in, in the sense of you know 
you, you we can understand like hey guess what hey spider-man multiverse madness hey guess what there's three other spider-man they they under they can understand the idea very simply of a multiverse existing you know they they can understand that okay not everyone's squeaky clean in the world i mean look at what we're, <laughs> look what we're dealing with at least in the united states you know it's yeah. you know it, it's it's not one of these things that is so for realm bound on possibility now yeah i, I saw in the chat um I believe it was uh, – I can't remember who said it um, – the – you know, how they did not let him say a Disney joke or something like that. Okay, Th- that's – oh, I'll, I'll give them that. They're not going to – it's not going to be full rain at that point. But again, if it's rated R, you know, like with everything, there's certain lines that can and can't be crossed at, at, at that point. Even Ryan's gone on record about a couple of things that – they thought about doing and never or shot and never made it to film just because it got a little too extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just fun to do. But I think that again, you can, you can sell that MCU logo and just like with everything, Hey, guess what? You know, how many different films do we have of bat versions of Batman? You know, you can still, you can still watch, you know, Batman and Robin and Batman forever. It's a very different than watching Batman returns you know, mm-hmm. or the dark night. So you can still have people in segments and do that. So you can, Deadpool's just a different character that you can expand on in different ways. But uh, I like that they're still keeping it. Like you said, I think it's very good to note that they did not put a time of when they're going to start it necessarily. We we can make our inferences saying that probably Deadpool's a phase five film, you know, yeah, but what so. they didn't, but what they didn't say, and the question wasn't necessarily asked was, that may be his first film. It does not mean we may not see Deadpool before then. Well, and this is the thing. I, I agree with that. But then what do you do with him? If he is radar in his own movies, what do you do with him in the crossovers then, in your opinion? Like, what do you do? Because everyone's, everyone's already, and I agree with it. It's like, you got to do the Deadpool Spider-Man. Then you have to. But it's like, the second you do put Spider-Man in something, that is catered to a different audience, right? I think it's different if he is in a Deadpool movie and it's like a cameo and they don't advertise it. That's fine. But if it's literally like, hey, it's a Spider-Man 4, let's say, and Deadpool's in there and they're up to some shenanigans and stuff like that. Either I feel like Deadpool, like I said, has to be cut off from the knees and that movie doesn't swear. And I feel like that could turn some of the, like, the older audience off like, oh, they neutered him in this movie. But then and let's say if Spider-Man is advertised for Deadpool movie and a kid goes, hey, I want to see that. A six-year-old says, I want to see it. I know it's up to the parent, but is that when parents start to not rebel, but just is there a bit more of like, hey, this used to be this thing that my kids were safe to watch. And now it's like, mm-hmm. same th- like Disney Plus, they're going to have for you guys are putting most of that adult stuff on Hulu. For us, we have Disney Star coming. What hap- like what happens with this Deadpool movie? If it's in the MCU and it's all connected, is it just I guess it's like the Spider Man movies, it's just not on Disney Plus then, you know, in in the natural yeah. sense? I, I think in a sense, you know, kinda like you said you have Disney Plus, I think that they are gonna gonna be toying around with it, even though they have majority ownership of, of Hulu and yeah, mm-hmm. they can do that. But I think again, Disney's branding, they're not gonna I don't believe uh, in its case in point they've put you know the the X Men in the the Legends category the Legacy category yeah. so you know I don't see them moving it out because that's it's their brand at that point so to your point this this is going to have to be a interesting dance they're going to have to do of where to fit Deadpool in yes would we love to see Deadpool and Spider Man together great. But I think one thing we can say about you know Feige's reign in the MCU is preserving the integrity of the characters in, in the sense of who they are represented. If it's going to be a detriment to the character of putting Deadpool in, and it's not mm-hmm. going to be the Deadpool that people like, 
I don't want to see him in there at that point. I'd rather him be used somewhere else that you can give him, you know, if you're going to cut him off a little bit, don't like destroy the character. Because again, if Spider-Man is supposed to be this, the character itself is supposed to be quote unquote family friendly in a sense, it makes it very difficult to make that combination. You know, it's easier to put Daredevil and Spider-Man together versus Deadpool and and Spider-Man. Not again, we know Deadpool and Spider-Man have been in the comics, but that's different. Mm-hmm. At that point, you know, it's it, it, we, we got to understand that movies versus comics, there are certain things you can and can't do. And I will say this, and I know uh, I think, uh, let's see, Tony was saying about people have pitched this before, like if he's in a PG-13 movie, you can bleep him and make it part of the joke. I, I, yeah, I, get I thought that. about that. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. And I also still think that there is a huge slant to the comics. We've talked about this before, though, that most of the Deadpool comics aren't actually rated R. They imply a lot of things, but you don't actually see a lot of nudity. They don't. They always bleep out the swear words. So it's like when people have this idea. So I think there is still a way to do it. It's just like we said, it's an interesting dance. I guess the other part I'm interested in is when we had heard about this news before, we kind of had assumed in the way it was almost pitched that it was like maybe or maybe not in the MCU, but it sounded almost like more like it's going to be its own thing. If it is in the MCU, I wonder how much that like strengthens the chances of him appearing in Multiverse of Madness just because how do you like what do you because to me when it was it's its own separate thing it's like okay we're going to carry on with like Vanessa and some of these characters and he's doing his own separate adventure but if it's in the MCU do they just it's kind of what we've talked about before Charlie Cox we're going to talk about Kristen Ritter do you think they adopt some of that over and carry it or do you think they just do somehow a clean slate and you know forget everything you know about Deadpool other than you love Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and he's in this universe now like J.K. Simmons right we we pretty much know unless Multiverse Madness does something that he's not playing Tobey Maguire's J.K. Mm-hmm. he's just playing J.K. and it's like this actor's great yeah. so it's the same thing what do you do with this situation because they have a whole world set up over there with the Colossus and Teenage Warhead and all that stuff I think that's even easier with Deadpool because everything's a breaking of the fourth fourth wall with him. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it, 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 he can make fun of it. He can joke around. He's from all these. He's seen different universes at that point. I think it's very now open for definitely a cameo in Multiverse of Madness is why I think that it's. It's very easy, even though he's very busy. That's a day, two-day shoot, maybe, for him to jump in. Easily. Do the cost. Yeah, and he doesn't so even have to be not... there. We've seen people before shoot separately on a location somewhere, and then they just add that scene in the movie, like Ezra Miller or Flash, right? Like, he doesn't even have to, like, take a trip down. They could That one they could keep very secret if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. They wanted to, yeah. yeah. So I think that's I think that's the quickest way to do it at that point. He could have shot have... it when he had that meeting. Remember, he had that meeting. <laughs> like he could have yep. shot it that day. We don't even know. <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna do that. And so mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those things. that I think the other thing this opens us up to for Marvel is we have Blade hanging out there. Mm-hmm. We don't know what Blade was going to be rated at this point, but this makes me even more excited the possibility that we get a rated r blade movie in the mcu this opens up the idea of the marvel knights side of you know the mcu and i think it's again treating the audience like they're like they who they are at that point saying hey it's not necessarily saying these characters can't exist in like a avengers type of movie You, you can still have them there but again you you can still have you're catering to all different parts of your audience. And I like that Marvel, again, like we're saying with WandaVision and all the stuff, they're getting really experimental with that stuff. So this is a nice progression to say, hey, 
why don't we go with an established property that has proven successful with rated R? Let's lean into it, see what it does, see what we can do that still fits our brand, and this leads it to other opportunities. And Faye, he like I was gonna say he's not an idiot, but like he's like he's clearly not on it. He's like <laughs> probably if you crank the numbers, I'm not sure as far as producer, but he either has to be in the top five or now because I know like there's people like Kathleen Kennedy and some of those people out there, but he has to be at least in the top ten, probably top five most successful mm-hmm. producers. And I guarantee you, when his career over, I think he will be number one if you look at that entire MCU in the box office total. And I think like we were talking about earlier with Fox and like uh, bringing up the like the Disney joke and stuff like that. That could easily just been like they want to control the narrative of their films and that's why you could see a disney joke and i think there's lots of stuff that like i don't like i was gonna say this as a fact or fiction for next week but i'm just gonna say it now just because like (laughs) it just it's just so timely it's just like I feel like Kevin Feige has to appear in this Deadpool movie. I really do. I feel like because <laughs> I, I would like the scene I envision. I don't think they would do this, but the scene I envision is him meeting with Deadpool and he sits down like we're going to bring the MCU, but you can't mm-hmm. swear, you can't do any of this stuff, and Deadpool just kills him, like outright shoots him or something like that. Like I want, the, and that's how I think. Like I think it's different yeah. when a st- another studio is making fun of you than when you're making fun of yourself. Because if someone else says a rem- I could say the same joke about myself, and if someone else says it, I might be like, ah, like, why'd they say it? Or why that type of tone? But if you say it, you know exactly what you mean by it and the tone, and it's coming from you, and it even looks a little better as far as like, oh, look, they're making fun of themselves. So I feel like that's not going to be an issue. I think there's going to be tons of Disney insight. Like, I think Kim Faye to me has to appear in some way, just because I just think it would be such a fourth wall breaker. But he's mm-hmm. also said in the past, like, he full on went out there and said, yeah, the Downey death and end game, like, Logan was the inspiration for that. He saw that and went, wow, that's great, yeah. you know? And so he's given credit to other comic franchise when it is with blade i really want to know that's why i'm excited to hopefully get dates for deadpool and blade somewhere down the line which we have not gotten because i was always wondering is deadpool going to be used as the guinea pig before they shoot blade but it sounds like to me not sounds like but if you're looking at timeline it's looking like deadpool and blade are getting pretty close to each other as far as like shooting and releasing so we don't know for sure but i thought okay what if they do deadpool and let's say there is a backlash and it doesn't work and they go you know what this isn't actually good with the mcu brand We'll do Blade, but we got to bring down that violence, bring down that tone. Or if it works, just go, hey, people figured it out. Families weren't too mad at it out. Let's go. But if they're close, you can't do that. But yeah, Blade, I understand. I still think there is a version you could do PG-13 Blade, but it is... It is difficult when you get into vampires and bloodsuckers and you want to... Again, you could CGI them so the animations like and the kills aren't that bad, but it is... It is. It's exactly what you talked about. I, one thing, all these, you know, whatever, you don't have to read reviews of WandaVision before. Do whatever you want. But lots of reviews have said one thing that the first few episodes are at least like they're very comedic and like on purpose, very comedic, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like what you see in that show is even weirder when you get into the episode. You know, we're going to talk about some stuff later. But I think that's one good thing that Endgame did afford Feige is they they already trusted him. They completely trust him now and i feel like how much he wants to get weird or radar it'll work and i think my last point on this is they have to do this because you have to evolve they could eventually they could easily do like another phase of three films or whatever 10 films and have them similar and just build up to a big event but eventually the audience will tire you know they will go that's when the superhero yeah. fatigue will happen and that's what was always my worry about them buying fox was yeah not all the fox movies was great but deadpool logan first class stuff like that they're very different and that's what you want and that's where wandavision 
I think there's a chance it's lots of people. I, I've said this before. I, I've watched clips of the show because out of interest. And I think there's going to be tons of people that hate this. There's going to be people that go like, this is just mm-hmm. too weird for me. But it's you can't say they're not trying to be different, which I think the MCU has gotten yeah. the most complaints about is, oh, they're just so white bread. They do the same thing over and over. If they do a Deadpool that's radar, this WandaVision show, if they do a Blade that's radar, this is them showing, hey, we're, we have carte blanche to kind of do what we want now. And that's very exciting for me as like a comic book fan and a movie fan to see, okay, we're changing up because, like I said, I love that DC has Joker over there. You know, I love that we have all these, I love Birds of Prey. So I love the variety we have mm-hmm. and I want Marvel to have the same. And it looks like they're doing that. And like I said, I, I, I want to wait still till we have set footage at that the film is actually happening, Deadpool 3, and it is rated R, but, uh, it's it it's exciting times. Yeah, I mean, we say that we want to wait till set footage and things like that. But again, I, I Marvel and Feige have not been ones to kind of say something's happening and then kind of backpedal. You Other know, than they, the humans, they pretty much have a good. Tr- well, that still happened. It just was bad. You know. <laughs> well, no. Remember, it was supposed to be a movie it, originally. It, yeah, but I mean, like again, it, we just mm-hmm. never—it saw the light of day. We just never, you know, it's not one of these <laughs> things that it's so good. You're right. I, I like it. You brought up like again, Blade is being shopping. We don't know who the screen. I don't think we know who the a screenwriter is attached to. No, um, Blade no screenwriter, no director. We just know it's yeah. Mahershala. <laughs> yeah, and so the fact that I think if they are writing it, they found it, and they just haven't announced it, and Ryan's in the middle of writing it with. Um, you know, they're the the two the two directors of it, or yeah, the, the directors uh, there or was they the writers. Sister. I think, I th- I think it was a story like they are writing set to direct. I think it was one of those okay, where it's yeah. like if yeah, it okay. yeah if it works out the 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 sisters from Bob's Burgers, right? That was what yeah, it was. Bob's those, Burger, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, I think it was like so, oh, like the ideas for them to direct, but you never know. So yeah, and I I would say that'd be another another good get at that point to let them mm-hmm. let them lead this along the way because again, Ryan signed off on them. He liked their pitch. Again, this is his baby. Whether and so he's not gonna whatever Feige pitched, whatever they got him, they he agreed to at that point. There's compromises that obviously are met with deals, but he is not one to make too many compromises that he doesn't feel appropriate. So he, he's having he's having fun with this. He even tweeted out saying, <laughs> "I was it." He, I said I showed him uh, Spider-Man one and two, and said it was it was Deadpool three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what I found very interesting about that quote is like. This is like hopefully writers and directors are all fine with it, but like Kevin Feige says, Ryan Reynolds is overseeing this movie. You know, not the writers, not the directors. Like this, yeah. and he, he has every right to. He produced the last two. He had a big reason getting through it, and but he is like this is his baby, and I think he knows. And I think Reynolds and he'll put it, get a team. And that's why some people have said like, oh, why aren't the original writers there? Maybe they didn't want to do that, but he maybe felt you know what I think there's a way we could make this work in the MCU. I just got to find someone that agrees with me or sees kind of similar, and that's where the sisters maybe come in as well. Well, but it is very much his. I think it sounds like it's very much his project. It, it, the way he talks about him, which it's funny because they haven't really worked together, is the same way he would talk about a Downey. You know, of like, yeah, true Iron. Like, it's the same way as like Shane Black got that gig because he's a great director, but he's also was really close with Downey. The same way like Tom Cruise, he picks his directors. It's the other way around. It's not them coming to him. He goes <laughs> to them and say, "You're going to direct Mission Impossible." So I think Reynolds is very much like that, and it, and it just it is. It's good to see that, though, because I like that. Hopefully that's the sign, because that was always my worry of, like, could you get a butting head situation where Fox kind of let 
Reynolds do what he, not do what he want, but kind of gave him a bit more freedom where the MCU very boxed in. But uh, Tony asked, uh, with it being a radar film, do you think this indication of Moon Knight show will be have an edge like Daredevil? It's tough because, yes. like we talked about before, I think it'll be edgier, but I don't think it'll be like Kingpin crashing a guy's head in with a door. Like I yeah. don't think it'll be like that, or there's like some sex scenes they have in there. I I think that. It'll be edgier, but that's where we talked about earlier. This Deadpool film doesn't end up on Disney Plus, even if it's MCU. If it's in the, let's say it's called the Doom Saga, the next saga. If it's in that, you would have that included right in this, like twenty three films in Doom Saga. But it's like, but Deadpool can't be on Disney Plus. Same thing. What do they do? So I think Moon Knight will be edgier, but I don't think it will be as edgy as Daredevil. And like I said, Deadpool. Yeah. Maybe they will have to just have a parental lock on this one MCU movie. Like everything else works, but if you want to watch this one. You got to get your the agreement from your parents, but that but that's that's so simple. I mean, that's, yeah. it's it's easy as that. You know, it, it's in, but because we acknowledge it's rated R. But guess what? It's as simple as putting a putting a lock on it at that point, and it's up to the the par- you know be the parent, set yes. the lock, and not and be and again treat people like treat people like people. You know, mm-hmm. we make decisions. We want to watch it. We don't want to watch it. We make this just like when people say you don't like something. Guess what? Yeah, as George Carlin said, you have two knobs on it, and you can one of them turns the volume down, and guess what? The other one does turns it off. Yeah. So. Oh, no, exactly. And it, it will be interesting to see. And then uh, Hines brought up says if Deadpool made as much as it did over at the Fox as or as much as it did with Fox being a mess, how much would it do with Disney? Tough because COVID. Because we don't know in the future what like box office will be. But I just think. The I agree with them there. Like the marketing machine of Disney and Deadpool together could be lots of fun. And like I said, if they really want to go into it, there's ton like like please give Ryan Reynolds one TV spot with like a Mickey Mouse type of logo <laughs> or so. Like if they really wanted to, if they said hey, to, and I feel like they have to do this, and hopefully Reynolds is like this saying, if you really want this to be like super successful, I understand not having the complete hand cuffs off but you got to let me do some stuff with disney and everything and i i think it i think mm-hmm. we'll see something like that and uh it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a good time if it all goes down and again i'm still just in amazement that the one the one of the, one of the few things we could say like think oh, i just don't think it's gonna happen it's just not a thing guess what they surprised us and they're willing to take that chance so that that screams a lot of that gives me a lot more confidence that Again, Feige is not just going to take it and blow everything up, you mm-hmm. know. So. Hey, but at the same time, I will freely admit the same way before this cast, you asked me, hey, the Packers making it Super Bowl. I went, I, I don't think so. I'm not saying that about the story, but I still have a little bit of like I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. I'm waiting for that Edgar Wright press release of uh, it didn't work out, you know, and I'm not I don't think it will happen, but I, there's still to me a percentage of. You never know, yeah. you know, like even like this past year, it wasn't as big a deal, but we did lose Scott Derrick. He's alive. We lost him as a director <laughs> and then to be careful when they <laughs> lost him. What? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he left the MCU and he, what was that tweet? We didn't, we were off when he tweeted out, but he said, I didn't want to make a movie that I didn't feel creatively was my own. And that's perfectly fine. I get that yeah. as a director. That's great. And I, I don't, I hope, I think. Deadpool's such a big character and Ryan Reynolds is such a big character, they will find a way to, like you said, compensate. But I still see that still potential future as far as something yeah. comes out and go, hey, it just didn't work out or blah, blah, blah. Or they do something and then Deadpool – or they just keep doing the, oh, we're both busy. We're both busy and it never happens. But I, I think if if you had to ask me, I think it will. But I would never be surprised if I see that happen. You know, It's like the same way as like True. when I'm watching Black Widow and they say – you know the Thunderbolts, we could put this team together. I'm not going to be surprised. I kind of know what's happening, but 
Yeah, so uh, I I hope it happens, and I I like that at least yeah. they're putting it out there. They're showing they want to go down that route. So, and my my one thing it, 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 to counter that again, you're right. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. They can go. The one thing is there's a difference between Derrickson and Ryan Reynolds. Absolutely. In the sense, yeah. uh, in the sense of that is someone they want to be in business. Not saying they don't want to be in business with Derrickson. They want. It's more of a want. You you have more positive outcomes still being in business with Ryan Reynolds than you do Derrickson. Like there's the, a lot more public perception of more people being on your side. I was just about to say that as well too. Like Ed Gray, of course he has his fans, but it's like, okay, they went fans were disappointed, whatever. But Same hey, I'll, ta- I'll take Greg, I'll take Greg's point of view and saying it, go out in the street and ask who Edgar Wright is. Oh yeah. yeah. But that's where I'm agreeing with you as far as yeah. those other directors, you lose them for a week. It's like, Oh, this sucks. But the people move on. You lose Reynolds, that's egg on the face for Marvel. Because that people won't look at it at Reynolds. Even let's say, even if Reynolds was the diva and wouldn't do this, wouldn't do this mm-hmm. in the public, everyone will put that on Disney and Feige and go, Well, look, they can't play ball. Look, they don't want to be creative. And with yeah. Ryan Reynolds having all this love as his fan favorite, it would kind of be like for some reason if before Infinity War, Tony or <laughs> Downey and him had a falling out, and it's like, Well, how'd you let this happen? And that's where I agree with you, and you are right. And that's why I would say if I think it's happening, I would say yes, because if they they lose Reynolds, that is like the equivalent to how people keep always talking about like they want more Affleck, they want HBO Max series. It would be yeah. that for Marvel. It would be how did you let Reynolds go? You made a big mistake. You would, and I think it, it would be an elf in the room all the time. So I agree with you. Even if it's just one movie and they hate each other and they, <laughs> they break up, I think it I think it will happen. But I, I think they're both also just to cut down to brass tacks, they just both know that together they make a lot of money. And I think that all yes. like all that rises all ships. So I think that like <laughs> they both know that hey, let's just figure out this out and we can go along and hopefully they get along. And like I said, I'm excited for if it happens, the press tour. I think it's just gonna be marketing, it's just gonna be just through the roof and tons of fun and uh yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, do you want to hit our next story or do you want to take our first ad break? We'll take our first ad break because I think the next story we'll have to talk a little bit longer about. But uh, as you know, we are part of Geek All the Minds Network and these ads help support and grow the channel. As we always said, we don't know what ads you're going to get. I was happy this week I got a Geico ad. I got a Honda ad. I got a bunch of different stuff. It was all over the place. But uh, these help grow the channel. They help support us, everything like I just said. But sometimes they can be a little bit louder. And we don't know and we don't get to pick what they are through our providers. So uh, we're about to throw to an ad break. And then we are going to talk about some Punisher. So we'll be right back. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. Boom shakalaka, we're back. So yeah, boom like goes nothing to the happened. 
Yes, exactly. So, so yeah, so this was going to be our, our main topic, but again, Feige spoke and Feige's going to speak <laughs> a lot more in this show. So, but we, you know, and, you know, Travis and I, it, it's certain things can't be, you know, it's like the elephant in the room. We've got to acknowledge it. We've got to talk about this. And this became kind of a story with what occurred with, and I'm going to call it the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol, because mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's what it is. I'm sorry if people, you listening, you disagree. You know, we're not going to spend necessary getting into the politics of the insurrection itself. But, you know, this idea of what should Marvel do with the Punisher moving forward of this and, and kind of how this came about. And, and it's been coming out for a while since um, I want to say for the last couple of years. But particularly this summer it became a big forefront because we saw images from, uh, you know, people go going against the Black Lives Matter movement with the Punisher symbol on it. Mm-hmm. We saw a number of police in a fighting against uh, peaceful protesters with with the symbol on it. There were a um, number of the rioters in the U.S. Capitol with you know the Punisher symbol and, and things like that. So it's become, this has not been an, it's not an old topic, but I think with what occurred at the Capitol, mm-hmm. this finally said, okay, this became a number of articles uh, came out, and, and uh, there was one definitely that has kind of influenced a little bit of this discussion was put out by Sci-Fi um, entitled "What Should Marvel Do with the Punisher?" or, or "Marvel Should Ditch the Punisher." At that point, you know, I, I think you and I will have very similar views on this, um, but you know, I'll stay up. Well, we can just kind of discuss it. You know, Punisher has been a character. You know, introduced 1974 in, in, in The Amazing Spider-Man 129. It, it has been a controversial character almost since day one. Yeah. And I don't think the creation of the Punisher has ever been something that Marvel is ever signing off on what he does and how he does it. It is a, at the essence of it, is a social commentary about what happens of a failure of a system to a person. Yeah, I know you laid the groundwork out perfectly as far as this is not the first time we've heard this and it's not going to be the last time, you know, especially with social media growing and trends like that. And uh, and I'm going to read when we kind of get near the end of this conversation, we put out the question of what do you think about this? And that's what I want to say that we may, I don't know what side of the fence you're on when you're listening to this, but we may disagree with you, but that's not condemning your opinion or anything like yeah. that. We want you to know that, and same thing after this episode, I was hoping someone on the other side would reach out, but most people were kind of similar to us. But if you're on the side of, I'll personally state that I... I'm not for the banning of the logo and the character, and I'll get that in a second. But if you're on that other side, as well, as long as it's respectful and, you know, well-written, if you make a typo, that's fine because I make a typo every day. <laughs> but, you know, like, it's that, that it's just a conversation because at the end of the day, it is a fictional character. And I, I am in, on the... In, insert, insert Ben Affleck me from <laughs> yes. chasing Amy. We're talking about fictional yeah, characters. Yeah, exactly. Who, you know, <laughs> maybe one day we can see his daredevil. No, that's not going to happen. But I, I, it's tough because what I always go back to is, and it maybe just left a big impression on me, is Scream. And the biggest quote to me that lots of people use, and I agree with it, is Billy. He's the character. Spoilers for the classic movie Scream. If you've not watched it, literally pause this and go watch it. It's maybe the greatest horror movie Number of all five's time. five's coming. Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't know if that was needed, but that's fine. We're getting fifth one. IP. So, but with Billy... Spoilers. The killer says, they're, they're to, Sid says, you've seen one too many movies. And he says, movies don't create psychopaths. They just make them more creative. And I've always agreed with that as the people that have done these, in my opinion, these like these 
domestic terrorists. They were going to do this no matter what, and they did not read a Punisher comic book or watch a TV show and then go, you know what, that's going to make me storm the Capitol. And that's where it's tough because let's say we did live in this world where next week Marl said, Frank Castle's done as a character, that logo's done, and if we see that logo, we're going to tear it down everywhere. Okay, that's fine. We could live in that world. I don't want to live in that world, but we could. The next time this happens, what stops them from wearing a Captain America logo? What stops them from wearing a Batman logo? Because it's just, and they can look at it. Yeah, they do. And that's the way Frank Castle just gets that logo because he is affiliated with the army and he's a very violent character and he's standing up for something. Now, what people kind of misunderstood is I think everyone wearing this logo using in these terms would be the people that Frank Castle would be wanting to take down or wanting to do justice for. It's the same way as they've done this and they've tackled this in the past. And I wonder if Marvel will tackle this again is there is a comic strip where this was around the time where cops were starting to wear the logo, which is not a good thing because Punisher, he doesn't take prisoners in. He just kills. That's not what you want. You know, you don't want that. I've got that panel up here right now. Yeah, and you don't want you. I, I'm somebody, and we're not going to go down that route. I do believe in the death penalty, but I don't believe in it without a judge, a jury, lawyers, and things like that. There is a system to it, and that's where Frank Castle's wrong. Is you can't just go and take this person's life. And with this panel, he talks like you got to be better. He even says this guy like you got to be better than me. You, I, you're not what I should be. I'm not a hero. And the same about Frank Castle. He knows that he is a bit more on not a bit. He is on the darker side. He's on the wrong path. But he's unfortunately a sick man because the system failed him. A lot of bad things happened to him. And yeah. I think with what they should do in the future is something similar to this is address it in a comic book. And But it won't go away, and it will never go away. And I, I the logo, if they want to try and steer away from I'm never going to say I don't understand because I get where they're coming from. I have a problem with people saying Frank Castle should go away because to me that is a classic character. He stands mm-hmm. for something. And to me, that would just be too a step too far and i still even think the logo is a step too far but i just think that that character is so enriched in history and it does have a moral lesson it does have something of how any person can go down the wrong path but uh sorry you were gonna say something yeah i mean in that that comes from it was actually a a issue trying to figure out what i written down yeah punish this is from july 2019 uh punish number 13 by uh, matthew rosenberg um he you know, he sees the the cop with the symbol on his car and he tears it up. And he said, I'll yeah. say this once. We're not on the same side. You took an oath to uphold the law and help people. I gave all that up a long time ago. You don't do what I do. Nobody does. You boys need a role model. His name is Captain America and he'd be happy to have you. But the next thing was even more interesting. It was like, who the hell do you think you are? Like it or not, you started something. You showed how it's done. Now you don't like others following your your example. Too bad, tough guy. He said, if I find out you are trying to do what I do, I'll come for you next. And the other copy back, careful what you say here, Castle. Starting to sound a lot like a threat. And he leaves saying, it was. Yeah. And that's where I, I, I think I agree with you that they should do something like that down the line. But at the end of the day, I don't think it will matter as the same way. Like I said, if you could find me one person there that was not going to do that with either the Punisher existing or not, 
I would say you're lying because those people chose to do these things and they just put the Punisher logo on because they just yeah. thought I was cool and badass and I'm being like Frank Castle. They're a bunch of misguided people. And we we earlier were talking about John Berthnell put out the same thing that I'm saying about misguided people. They don't understand. And yes, the Punisher is a very layered character. He is in the Dark Star. And there is a case of people have, I get the argument, people say if he's a villain, I understand that. But then that's the same point mm-hmm. as like there's a, a there's a point to that story. you know. And, but it's the same way as like, People don't talk about it, but like at both, we've seen it at Black Lives Matter and this. There was like a guy dressed up as Walking Phoenix's Joker, but like people don't make a big deal about that because you know the Joker is just kind of fun and he's out there and like he's already a villain. But it's just like fun. Well, yeah, exactly, fun. Yeah, but like Frank <laughs> Castle, it's just I I I don't think if you ban the logo, it doesn't stop anything. That's my main thing. Is it doesn't stop anything. It's just another thing that shows some people that were misguided won. Like I said, if all the logos didn't exist, they'd be wearing something else. And then what do they do it, next? You just ban everything? Yeah, I mean, I, I this is where I'll say exactly, I agree with you what you're saying fully, and, and that is my take on this on this character too. You know, getting rid of the Punisher, getting rid of the symbol is not, is not the problem. This is a more deep-seated problem that you and I, Travis, are not going to solve in this episode. Tonight. And it's much longer We're solving co- yeah, it. Tonight. <laughs> and, and it's definitely going to involve a lot more people and a, yes. and a massive cultural shift. There's a reason this is happening, in, at least in my, not just in my country, but in other in other countries around the world in different, in different ways. There are many segments of the population that have felt that they have been ignored, basically ignored, and stepped all over upon, whether they are – whether – their feelings are valid or invalid or they're based around you know fake news or anything like that whatever you want to call it that's a whole different discussion and i'm not getting into that today but i this is where this all stems from but to just get rid of the punisher to just get rid of the symbol is not necessarily marvel solving the problem in the sense of it is their ip it is their trademark you know, there are some things that article went into, you know, stronger trademark enforcement. Well, they can just get t- tougher trademark enforcement and come down on people. Okay, have you seen some of the, the people? They're, they're not <laughs> yeah. necessarily running a corporation necessarily. They they have their ways. You're you're you not think- gonna you're not gonna sue mom and pop Joe who are living living in living in different ways, just creating it on their own. You're that's not gonna be the issue. Yeah, you think before they rioted, they contacted Marvel PR and be like, "Hey, I'm printing this Punisher logo, and I just want to know, can I put it on my bulletproof vest?" No, they would just do it and bring it with them. That's where it's like, yeah. I, I agree, definitely, you be as strict as possible with it. You could do that, but you can't. Can't just say like, oh look, it's out there. They really screwed up. They dropped yep. the ball. It's like, no, anybody with like a graphic design, like picture t shirt design place that's low key that they know someone mm-hmm. could print it. There's so many there's yeah. even stuff on like T public is like you catch it all the time. People that like get caught with like a copyright. It's like, hey, that's something, but for weeks they could be selling something that's not theirs. It's just it is a very tough thing to do, especially with the internet nowadays. Yeah, and so it, it, the other idea, you know, do you bench the character? Again, you could, but it's mm-hmm. just like, and they went into different things, like different characters, like Luke Cage wasn't around for a while, and, and Iceman. But it's like he brought up the the article brought up those examples. It's like, like they were banished, but I don't think it necessarily was because of issues like this. It was just because they couldn't create any more stories. Yeah, I think there's still a lot of room, and I think what we just read from that one in 2019 shows what you can do with the character and lean into that even harder. At that point, you know, I know you had said that the, you know. I would agree. Most of the people probably did not read what 
pun- I read a Punisher comic, I think some see the essence of it, either see the movies and kind of take that idea of I have been wronged by the system. Yeah, I have been Rebel. wronged and I view them as the as the you know ones who should be taken down and so they take that and they twist it at their own we see it every day in different ways so it's it's an idea that you're also marvel taking back the character and show and not saying like changing the costume yeah you can change the costume and go the complete wrong direction like they're doing with spider-man in my opinion but (laughs) hey well well you know i don't think we should go that extreme at that point because at some point spider-man's going back to his red 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 and blue costume at that point this is temporary i mean how many different costumes and that's what makes spider-man cool you have all these costumes temporarily Mm -hmm. but and same thing like uh, batman right now they have that with like i just saw two images of the next batman's like that's just what you do but even if frank castle just don't on completely black he that skull is always going to be synonymous it would take i think another 80 years let's say if they said today no more punisher logo ever on the punisher again i think it would take until you and i are dead past that for people to stop thinking of the logo with that character because that's where you're always going to look at debut panels unless they just wash it away and this is speaking from personal experience of i'm a big wrestling fan if people don't know chris benoit was a very popular wrestler he had a psychotic break and he took his family now what wwe did after that they took everything and washed him out of it he's not in these videos everything like that people don't and it's only been like two decades but people haven't forgotten about him people haven't forgot about where he was because like unfortunately he's rooted in a lot of that company's biggest moments and that's where it's just like and that's where i it's a reverse of i don't think prank castle is that but you could never you, that would get to a very scary place if they were like discontinuing and burning yeah. like and i don't think that's that's not a healthy thing to do you should it's the same thing i agree with like warner max or warner bros did when hbo max launched when there were certain movies that had bad racial things but they put a sticker in and front disney of it plus yeah and disney plus and they put it <laughs> disney plus sometimes like don't even show that but like this but like i agree with the put this up and say hey this was a part of the times it's learned like Give the whole history lesson because if you just ignore it, I think that sometimes inflates the problem as well. And I think with Frank Castle, it 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 is difficult. And I think we've talked about this a few times, and we talked about this with Brent. And that's where I've always said that I still think when we get to the movie side, that's why I feel like they might just punt and go to Cosmic Ghost Rider because you kind of get that two of both worlds as far as you yeah. know. You have that character; he's very spacey, but then they kind of avoid it. And maybe one day he'd be regular Frank Castle and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the la- the other thing I wanted to shout out was. I, in my opinion, the two greatest comic book shows of all time are Daredevil on Netflix and HBO's Watchmen. Watchmen is spectacular. Look at what they do with Rorschach's character. If you were to talk to Rorschach, the character, I don't think he would want this racist, violently charged mob creating their own, you know, justice. But they get his manifesto, they read it, they take it the wrong way and they create this whole Rorschach cult around this guy who was trying his best. He was out of all the characters in Watchmen. Is he a psychotic guy? Yes, but he was trying his best to Manhattan was fine with all these millions of people murdered. He was the only one to be like, hey, maybe this isn't cool. (laughs) But now in that world, he's like the worst villain of them all because this cult took what his book was and read it the wrong way. They took the wrong messaging from it and that's what it became. And that's very similar. And if you haven't seen HBO Watchmen, watch that. That's not like one of the main plots, but they covered a little bit. And that's where I kind of feel like that's where something like this is. I've I've seen ideas like what happens if you almost did a real life sort of situation, a comic book where Frank Castle's at home, he's watching this and like the 
cops thing. He sees a bunch of criminals like this or a similar comic book world situation where he sees a bunch of people wearing his skull. What does he do? Yeah, of course, he's going to go out there and punch and say this stuff. But like emotionally, mentally, how does he deal with that? And does he go, okay, how do I put out there that what I'm doing is wrong, but it's not this level and it's not you are also down a wrong path? And I think there is great storytelling, but now we are in a... We're in a tricky situation because it is Disney, and we talk about Deadpool being right R, but Punisher is a much more different type of Disney. You know, that is like Dexter, that is serial killer violence, you know, very touchy subject. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I know a few people are putting some things in the chat, um, and we're not ignoring you, so if you got some opinion, we're definitely going to read them in yes. a little bit at that point. Um, so definitely put put those in there so we're not ignoring you. <laughs> Joe, um, Watchmen's been out <laughs> over a year, and I didn't spoil anything. It's literally the fir- it's literally the previews. You see a bunch of weird guys with Rorschach masks chanting. You can't look at them and be like, those are probably the good guys. They're not good guys. First, <laughs> first episode, you know, but um, it, it, get on it. It is a fantastic show. It yeah, is just, yeah. oh. Um, you know, when you said that, you, if you keep on saying getting rid of the character and getting rid of the symbol, a couple of things I equate that to, and it's not necessary. They're not on the same level. So I, I'm just using it as mm-hmm. historical precedent. Tearing down, you know, I understand when people are tearing down Confederate statues because of the symbol they represent. And, I, and another side of it, and I've heard friends of mine, that you know are African American, you know they have they have a very long history. So are very very tied to it. And I heard a number of them, and I thought about it this way. Tell them to me, like I don't want it to be torn down. And here's why: I want the acknowledgement that this happened. Mm-hmm. Tearing it down, I get what they're doing. They said I totally understand what they're doing. It, but this is the history that is painful to my people and it's painful thing but it happened and i need it to be acknowledged that this happened i know why these these the the erecting of these confederate statues were meant to be a subversion of what the the victory of the victory over the south it was meant to be a subversion however they a number of people interpret i said that that is a very interesting way of interpreting it it's also you know tearing down you know you know the the what's left of the concentration camps you know it is an acknowledgement of the of the terrible horrible history that occurred at that at that moment in time and 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 again i see i see both sides but it's very in my opinion it's a very nuanced way to think about it saying to tear it down one might say well we're just tearing down because it shouldn't have been done true and some true in one way but another way is like you may be thinking about you're getting rid of what should be looked at on. It's like, Hey, you made a massive freaking mistake. Mm-hmm. And this is, and I interpret it as a symbol of like, you are celebrating a, a loss in a terrible time, but Hey, we achieved victory over you at that point. Uh, yeah. I've had similar conversations. If you watch geek first, you know, one of my best friends, he's on there, Kyle, and we talk and you check out when you, Joe, when you watch Watchmen, go check out our review. Cause I had him on and we really want to talk about cause he's, <laughs> uh, he's a black man. And he, we, we've had these similar conversations before. And it is because you almost don't want to feel like a cover up. You don't want to feel like, Oh, this didn't happen. You know, like, well, like sometimes people pitch and I do get it as we're moving on, but it does sometimes feel like, are we moving on? Or are we just trying to put a fresh coat of paint over it? Be like, no, that was never, you know, a thing that's, and that's where same thing with movies, stuff like that, editing out, and it it it's 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 a like we were talking about this before. It's cast, it's very it tricky. is it is tricky, and I guarantee you, luckily, the MCU bought Fox, and they have 
a plethora of properties they're going to go through. So we could even wait a whole other five. We could wait a whole decade till we see Frank Castle in the MCU or even again. But there will come because I guarantee you, let's say in 10 years, that's when he comes. There'll be another instant where some jackass will be wearing this logo and it will pop up again. And I guarantee you they've either had that conversation and maybe they've said, you know what, we're fine with the logo and him being in comic books, but as of right now, we really don't want to put him live action. We don't even want to cross that, and I would understand that. Or they've said, we do plan it one day, but we need to figure it out. That's why I've said I think they could go the, the cosmic route because like, they kind of have some fun with it, and they could kind of maybe retake some things. But there will be or there has been a conversation, and there's going to be more conversations about in the future. And I definitely am not on that side, but I'll read some of these live chat ones. Uh, Jay says, I don't think Marvel should read that deeply into it. I don't think Punisher's actions have negatively influenced anyone. I don't think the average person doesn't see a skull and think of Punisher. That's a good point. I think us fans right away jump to that's Frank Castle, but lots of people might just say, look, it's a skull. And I guarantee you there is that there's a huge group of people Hold that thought i've got some very interesting quotes to share with you about that idea (laughs) uh joe says i laugh because punisher would mow down all the people wearing his logo and not join them my opinion anyways well yeah we've kind of talked about before is i think it'd be similar to the cop situation where he would you know maybe hit a couple roundhouses and say hey this is what the deal is uh and these are from twitter thank you to everyone that uh chimed in we posted and lots of people right away were on top of it but uh clay from uh, ranger alliance and he's on this podcast and ever said i don't know if i could explain this all in one tweet but the short answer is no as far as banning the logo the domestic terrorists known as the uh, organic cheat on the white house want to wear a superman shirt when he was shot with drugs to help regulate his breathing after having covid uh, Clay again, very very personal. But this is a topic that got people very fired up. Stupid people do stupid things. Punisher was never meant to be a good person, even those like Garth Ennis say it's best when it comes to Frank Castle. And I agree there as far as when we're talking about Frank Castle being the uh, like a good or bad person or stuff like that. Um, let's see. Pulp Culture Cafe says, no, we go down that road and so falls Wolverine, Lobo, Deadpool, and any other vigilante society decides that it's sending the wrong message. Censorship is a slippery slope. And I was going to bring that up to Wolverine of like, yeah, he is a good guy, but there's been times where he's done some really heinous stuff. Uh, Matthew Salvatore said, I hope not. It would be a shame if they did. Uh, Steve Rogers just said, excuse my language, but absolutely effing not. And uh, Steve, I will, uh, you went on like a three time. He he, he did go on. Yeah, yeah, and sure, I know what you guys are getting at with everything going on. I've seen it for myself. Punisher was before and himself stands against all that. I think it would be a Marvel's fair to openly stand against police morality and make it known, too. You can use this show as Netflix as an example to point out and stand against the wrong people in the world, and Punisher does exactly that. I think that's what me and Chris have talked about. That there maybe potentially could be a way of, you know, how do you... that that And as I said, if they go the route of we want to use Frank Castle, I think that is the best route. Instead of ignoring it, embrace that and show this is wrong. The same way I feel like they do feel so okay go tell a story about this obviously use it in the marvel universe change some things you don't got to use the exact present exact thing but at the same time i don't think they would do this but one of the you know it's you know some people didn't like it thought it was in poor taste but i was a fan of when they did the 9-11 comic book because it to me it was this thing of history of showing one the impact of that moment but two there was this great thing of like i know and because some people i know have showed the panels it's kind of cheesy but to me it was like putting all that aside it's like showing like heroes and villains work together in this moment and things like that it was like this is greater than all of us and that's to me is like why that comic book's kind of cheesy is because this real life event is greater than all these superheroes and the importance and it's the thing, same thing that you could do something like this in Punisher and maybe adapt a real world thing and I, I hope they go that route but eventually they will have to not acknowledge it or address it but if they ever do it in a grander form again 
movies, TV, they will have to address it. But you know what? At the end of the day, they did on Netflix and they never addressed it. So maybe they, maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they would just curtail and be like, ah, oh, we'll just try to wait until something actually really bad happens and we have to like something like a stock or something like something really that affects marvel but i mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's these guys wearing the logo should affect marvel and what they do with the character yeah i see um joe in the chat said you know i would like to see the statues put in a museum because it's history it needs to be looked at and remind people of history yeah I, i've definitely heard that but i've also heard the opposite thing that's still in, in some people's opinions and definitely amongst the african-american community that that's still hiding hiding at that point (laughs) but again it it is a very tricky thing again i'm a white male yeah all right i i I, i'm a white male i'm not jewish i'm saying these things that again i have had very fruitful conversations and and very meaningful conversations with, with these things and so again it's it is very difficult when you talk about that but yeah i've i've heard that side but i want to read a couple of quotes from um yeah yeah well f the statue yes again the statues are horrible in the sense of what they're trying to represent i think i've i've made that clear up front i'm just saying you know a different way to think about it from other people that have had conversations with but and oh oh, and that's where it's just like there is like i don't want to say there's not like a right answer but there is just like there's because i've talked to different sides different people that people that are black that feel the way we've talked about or feel yeah screw that get rid of them you know like i don't and that and that's where it's like they're when you get to these topics, there is kind of no universal right answer. When I look at the stuff that happened in D.C., the universal right a- answer is all these people are cowards and they need to be put in prison and held accountable. That's an easy, like, these people are wrong. Yeah. This one is like, how do you course correct a situation that was terrible? Multiple things that we've talked about in the past. What do you do going forward? And, you know, because like you said, with the museum thing, there is a risk of like, are you just hiding it? But is that thing where you are putting it on just to say, hey, this did happen and we're acknowledging yeah. it's 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 something that I don't get paid to have to make those decisions, yeah. thankfully. <laughs> thankfully, yeah. So these are last we kind of want to end it with. Um, the article, uh, the author of the article did reach out to Garth Ennis, who had a huge multi-year run, a very celebrated run of the puncher yes, in 2000, uh, made him kind of the definitive scribe next to George Conway. Um, but he kind of, it's a series of quotes, but I'm going to read them just in, in its entirety because I think it's very pivotal, just like what I'm going to read later with Conway. I've said this before, I've said this a couple of times, but no one actually wants to be the punisher. Nobody wants to pull three tours of duty in a combat zone that, with the last one going catastrophically wrong, come home with a head full of broken glass, see their families machine gunned into a bloody, uh, bloody pulp in front of their eyes, and dedicate the rest of their life to a cold, bleak, heartless slaughter. No one wants to do that. The people wearing the logo in context are kidding themselves, just like the police officers who wore it over the summer, he added, when they actually want is to wear apparently a scary symbol on a t-shirt, which is what we both have said, throw their weight around a bit and go home to their wife and kids and resume everyday life. They've thought no harder about the Punisher symbol than the half-wits I saw on, uh, on Wednesday, referring to the insurrection, the ones waving the stars and stripes while invading the Capitol building. With regards to the skull symbol, he dismissed suggestions that of any impact. He said, no one's going to suggest that the American flag is now a fascist symbol, 
talk about other countries, I would say, and some people would interpret it as that, but, um, and should be treated as such. Just because a bunch of would-be fascists employed it yesterday, I doubt there's anyone who would suggest that any of the clowns who wore the Punisher skull on Wednesday would have acted any differently in DC had it been that character never existed. They did mm-hmm. what they did because they, de- they, they their demented turd of a leader convinced them the election had been stolen. If you're ready to take violent action on the basis uh, uh, that then no bloody silly T-shirt you wear will have any bearing on the line that you've crossed. In fact, it's completely irrelevant. Again, quote from Garth Ennis, and I think that sums up a lot of what we said. Um, Last thing, this is coming from Jerry Conway, the co-creator of Punisher. The Punisher represents a failure of the justice system. He's supposed to in, he's supposed to indict the collapse of social moral authority and the reality some people can't depend on the institutions like the police or the military to get the job done. The vigilante anti-hero is a fundamentally a critique on the on the justice system, an example of social failure. So when the cops put Punisher skulls on their cars, members of the military wear the Punisher skull on their patches. They base, they're basically sides with siding with the enemy of the system. They are embracing the outlaw mentality. Whether you think the Punisher is justified or not, whether you admire his code of ethics, he's an outlaw. He's a criminal. Police should not be embracing a criminal in the, as their symbol. In a way, it's an off- it's it's offensive as putting the Confederate flag on a government building. My point of view is the Punisher is an anti-hero, someone who we might root for, while remembering he's also an outlaw and a criminal. If an officer of the law representing the justice system puts a criminal symbol on his police car or shares the challenge coins honoring. Um, Honoring a criminal, he or she is making a very ill-advised statement about their understanding of the law. Uh, going further, Jerry Conway also took we got so very upset about how the symbol is being used. He created a campaign uh, for Black Lives Matter movement yeah. to take back the symbol and use it as a Black Lives Matter uh, symbol at that point. So again, it, it, these echo a lot of things to say, but I thought it was very pivotal to uh, part of this discussion to hear from the two most celebrated people in recent memory who have had, you know, co-creator and Garth Ennis, who's celebrated run to have their input on this, because I think it, it brings a lot of it to light. Yeah. And it just shows to me one, like he's talked about, they have a great handle on the work and that's where it is. Those are the two guys to go to, but they just lay it out in much better terms than I ever could. And the one thing I did like what Conway saying about talking about him as a criminal, I think that's one thing that I, I really, really liked the Punisher show. I think John Barenthal is legitimately like people don't talk about, but I think it's the same way as like a Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool or Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I think he is like perfect casting. He is to me everything I wanted. But one thing they did do in that show that I thought was perfect, they did treat him like a criminal. They put him in court. They put him in like they, they that thing where yeah, the show showed him as like he's had a purpose for doing these things. But it is he he is not a good guy, and it's not something that people want to strive to be. And then like you talk about with Ennis, we talked before about same thing. None of them would have put like without if Frank Castle never existed. I doubt that would have stopped any events that happened last week, you know, and it's, Oh yeah. It's and, a, and that's why I was saying this is a, this is not because of a symbol. This is not because of a character. Yes. Yes. They have, they have taken that character and the symbol on. And this is, again, I challenge Marvel just like everyone else. You want to take back your character. You want to take it back. Don't bench them. Don't change the symbol. Yeah. Continue what was started last summer in the sense of that issue at that point, lean into that. 
Again, you're never going to stop these people from doing it. Again, I agree. They just want a scary symbol to be scary at that point. There's a lot of things going on, but this is a deeper problem that goes beyond the punishment of the symbol. If anyone thinks it's the same thing I'll say about video games, yes, it, it, it has an issue, but there is a more deeper issue of that point if people are using this to say, hey, I'm going to go after and rebel against my government. Mm-hmm. All right. That's this is more of a problem. It's not a punisher. It's not the symbol. It's a much deeper problem within our culture that we need to address. Yeah. Which we, we have quite we a few of those. We have quite a few of those. Let's see. I'm a black man. I can commonly say that I do not want the Confederate statues in America streets. Uh, what country outs up or sorry, what country I think you meant puts up a statue for violent rebels mm-hmm. and see, there's somebody that has a different opinion as far yeah, as what we and, talked about. And, and you, it's and, a valid and, opinion to have because said, it's, yeah. it, it's like, I, I can, all I can do is sympathize and talk and kind of understand. But like Chris said, as a white man, I'm never going to be in that situation. I'm never going to have to have the worry or fear that many other people, unfortunately, have, whether sexual orientation or skin color. That shouldn't be mm-hmm. the case in 2021, but somehow it still is. And that's the bad thing. Or it's just like these things still happen. And I was talking about this with a friend, too. It's like, and put it in comic book terms, it's like we're talking about like real life versus the MCU. And it's funny because after Thanos, it was like, how does there be another big villain? How do you keep going on? But it's just like, it's like that's almost art imitating life because in real life, it's 2021. It always still feels like there's still another big villain. There's still something terrible going on. And it's just – and, you know, Lennox, if that's what you feel, like uh, no, all power I, I, to you, you know. I, I, I understand it, it, you know. No, and as I, as I said, it's just a different view that I've heard that I never really thought of because I thought thought one side and I said, okay, that's a very different side. Mm-hmm. It, I, I, I am on the side of saying, yeah, you're right. It, why would anyone want to have things that would be out there? But again, it, it's, it was interesting to me to kind of hear that point of view. That's why I just wanted to kind of put it out there yeah. as, as another point of view. But, you're, but again, you're right. We sh- <laughs> why would we put something up there for people who were awful in so many ways that we can't even imagine? Well, and that's the thing when it comes to these issues and like <laughs> and how we're going down some rabbit holes, but it's the same Yeah, way. I know. Yeah, we got to... <laughs> but, but like my last point, this is the same thing why, you know what, you can believe what politics you want, but when there's certain things when it comes to women's rights, I believe that should be up for women to decide. And it's the same way as me as like the white guy. I can sympathize and I talk to you like, hey, I understand this and I understand this. I see it this way. But if it comes down to the actual decisions and whatnot, I want no part in it because it's not my right to have that sort of decision. You know, and it's the same thing as those big things shouldn't be decided by on people that think this is best. You know, all I can do is hear people out and go, okay, I understand this or this is how I see it or ask questions. And I think that's what we got to kind of do with everything. While we talk about logos or everything, it's the best thing. Even we had, you know, with fandom, it's just best just to talk it out and try and figure out a way and not resort to what happened last week or even what we've seen so far with Twitter and YouTube. Like, same thing, Lennox, other people, they're not saying this in a mean way. They're not saying, you idiot. Like, they're no, conversing they're with us. And that's exactly what we wanted. It's the same thing with anything we said today. If you disagree with us, I am so open to you hitting us up saying, hey, you said this. I disagree with this because of X, Y, and Z yeah. and a conversation. Because conversations, if you'll end up yelling or just name calling, you don't remember that. You get mad and the next day you forget about it, you move on. But actual conversations where you learn stuff, that's what I remember months down the line and stuff like that. So I thank everybody uh, that contributed to this conversation. That was obviously probably our heaviest topic we've ever done. So No, it, it is. And, and again, we, again, I'm, I'm all about it. I'm, I'm, 
for those that are never, I've never put that again, I'm a former te- I'm a former history teacher. This is stuff I deal with. I'm an admit school administrator at that point. You know, I, pre- I appreciate it. Thank you for the, um, you know, love the show at that point. And I, and I appreciate like Thanks, Travis Lennox. said, you all, you, you being out there to talk about this stuff. Cause again, this is what this is about. We, I'll take it from BVS. We talk. We mm-hmm. have this conversation. We, we we talk about what we side. Again, we don't have to, you know, uh, agree on everything to be friends. We don't have to agree to to like certain things. That's what makes society what we should. This is what should be happening. A conversation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, unfortunately, it's not these days, and that and that makes me very sad. And that was one of my purposes as a teacher, and in a different way, I'm a teacher on this show too. That. This is how we talk. This is how we talk about these difficult issues. And as I said, I wish I, you know, in 30 minutes plus minutes, did we solve this problem? Probably not. And this is not going to go away. But I do appreciate you listeners giving us this time to kind of talk about this because we did talk about punting this to the following week. But I kind of told Travis, I said, it's a moment in time that I think Mm -hmm. is not going to go away. But I think the moment is now because we don't know what's coming next week and I don't want it to be buried, but I also think it was an important topic and, and I'm glad you agreed with me on this one. Oh yeah, no, that was full on Chris. Cause I didn't want to punt it out talking about it. I was just like, Oh, we got so much news. And I, my, exactly, my yeah. hang up was, I just want to make sure we talk about, it. but then what we decided, we met in the middle and said, well, we're just going to do a longer show. <laughs> and that's what we did today. <laughs> and as you can see, we're over an hour and we've only just talked about the first two topics. So, um, but, yeah. but yeah, do you want to, <laughs> we're going to have a lot of ad breaks in this one. So get ready listeners. <laughs> yeah, we'll take, we'll take one more here and then we're going to talk about something a bit more uh, lighthearted as far as, you know, maybe the next potential big bad happening in the MCU. So we're going to have another ad break right now and then we will be right back. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, Chris, earlier I was telling you about this hashtag, the hashtag Travis told you so. And I feel like yes. this applies here because I, what you're going to throw the story, but you know, actually, you know, I'm going to introduce the story because yes, go for I, it. Go for I've it. been, I've been talking about for years on Geek First and I've been talking about the very first episode of Marvel Alliance we did pitch our six, you know, stories we want adapted. And one of them was Do More, which is funny enough because there's a rumor coming out from Fandom Wire. There's been other rumors before kind of tangentially talking about that you know doom could appear but it's phantom wire now <clears throat> phantom wire has a tricky situation because and i know travis hines is gritting his teeth somewhere the person that provides the scoop is someone that many people dislike all i'll say is you're 100 fine to dislike the person but they do have a track record do i put them in like a b tier no they're still lower but they were one of the first people to report about the Toby and Andrew thing before other people did. You know, people can say, oh, but the election news was out there. That's true, but they put their name on it. They put their stake on it. So that's where it kind of comes down to that separate the art from the artist of, you know, tricky situation. But if the scoop and the person has a history of getting some stuff right, that's the thing. And they reported that 
a few things that Doom would appear in Black Panther 2, not necessarily being the main villain, but kind of being the string puller behind the scenes. He would appear in a kind of smaller role, but substantial role, and you would likely see the armor, and this would set up him being a potential Thanos-like character. And this is one of those that I just want to be true because that's everything I like hearing. And that's why for me, the second they bought Fox, and I'm going to be repeating for some viewers that are listening to the show and to Chris, but the second they bought Fox, to me, Doom, and that's why I pitched in the first episode, was the natural point because it reminds me of X-Men 1 to X-2 when the school's growing and Magneto says, don't you ever worry, Charles, about someone coming to your school. And he says, oh, I pay the souls that do. But in the next movie, these people come up and just mess the school completely up. And it just showed the escalation of more people feel the X-Men are dangerous. And you bring in Stryker, he tricks the government, and they do something about it. That's the same way I thought Killmonger was kind of like, I want to take out this certain group of people, a.k.a. mostly white people, because of look what they did to us. And mm-hmm. Wakanda, if they would ever find out about this, it would be in danger. So let's just stop the problem. The thing with T'Challa is he wants to accept that problem and grow from it. That's where I think the second they reveal themselves to the world, it's to me set up perfectly for Doom, a character that's consumed with power. All he wants is power and to be above everyone else. The second he finds out there is a secret country of technology he didn't even know existed or maybe knew a little bit like Cap Shield, stuff like that, but couldn't get his hands yeah. on. You know, to me, if you've read Marvel comics, that character, and that's why they did do more, but in the MCU even, you know he would want that. And I thought it was a perfect way of they revealed to the world, and here comes Doom. Now, it's tricky because, obviously, they've said they're not recasted T'Challa, so there's some aspects they've lose, but I imagine the main story of Doom invading or taking over, or maybe there's another villain that he is behind could probably still be worked upon. It's more the T'Challa stuff, obviously, they have to kind of rewrite and go around, which is obviously unfortunate. You go back, we did a tribute episode, and we talked about just Chadwick. And I'll also say, if you haven't, go watch Ma Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I watched it last night. Really good film, really stylized, but it is, it's one of those that when people say, oh, it's his best role, and you go, okay, are people just very, you know, reminiscing because of the times, and you watch it, and it's just like, he is incredible, and, and he is fantastic. So I recommend everyone go watch that when you get a chance. It's just like, such a talent we lost, but Doom to me, it just feels like a natural progression. And the also thing, the, the the scooper pointed out that it was more speculation based on their source, but said that they didn't want to do the traditional Fantastic Four thing. They're not saying they're never going to meet up, but they want something different. So it's not just you know we had Fantastic Four in two thousand five, we had Fan Fan Four stick. I think it's kind of the same way as Spider Man and Green Goblin. They didn't want to do that right away because we had had it so much. So that makes sense. So to me. This all makes sense. Uh, if it's true, I like hearing the reports of him being a Thanos because Loki, massive character. He's getting his own show. We're going to talk about that more. But Thanos is the be-all, end-all for the MCU villains, and I would like them to try and recreate that with Doom because that is a character that has a legacy of backing that up. So, Chris, how do you feel about potentially seeing Doom as one of the villains in Black Panther 2, or at least his introduction there? Yeah, it's, you know, you and I have talked about it. I you know, when we, I think it was, it was a fantastic forum. We had that discussion. I think we yeah. both kind of agreed to the, uh, the idea of that. And like you said, you've been promoting it for a while. I think this is a, a great idea in the sense of showing doom is not, and has never, you know, even though introduced in the fantastic four, he has grown beyond the fantastic four yeah. as a, as we would call them an Omega level threat. <laughs> and, and because of his power, his, desire for power in any sense money magic 
mm-hmm. you know, the occult, you know, those rhinos, cosmic power, you know, exactly. <laughs> it, you it, know, he it, wants it one is, of those rhinos. To, wants one of the rhinos technology you know he wants it to control because he that is what it is so and there have been so many different things i mean you look at you know the the updated version of secret wars in the comics you know i was just gonna leave it at that he is a major Mm -hmm. player in that for many reasons and what he can wield and what he can do it is it can be very scary, and so I, I like what they're saying that you know we're not just going to see Doom not necessarily just out of the costume, but he will be very much armored up, and that's fine. We don't have to have everything put out in the Fast Fantastic Four because he's typically a Fantastic Four villain. This is how you start broadening him out. We, you and I have also talked about how Kang is an Omega level threat for the MCU. Nothing says that we can't have. You know, uh, uh, one or two majors teaming up to ha- to for a means to an end to, you know, rule this not just the earth but you know the universe as a whole. Multiverse. That that all that, that. that 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 is a power combo. Mm-hmm. Kang with time travel and Doom with his resources as well. That is a very scary threat. Well, and it, that's a way of like of talking about when they could eventually meet the Fantastic Four. That's perfect setup right there. Or even, let's say we've talked about this before, that we have certain storylines, and I broke them down into categories, like when could they coalesce. You could even have a way if they do never team up, it's like this half the MCU is dealing with this problem, and this half the MCU is dealing with another problem. You know, it's just, there's lots of potential going on, and it is interesting to see, and, and Jay brought up as far as a story reason you could have him invade because there's a lack of a leader there. And they haven't said what they're doing with T'Challa in Black Panther, but I do agree that I think they will find a way to write that character off, kind of bypassing away somehow. And I think that is a good point because Doom is, he he's an evil guy. I've talked about one of my favorite things, like not favorite things, but like he sacrificed the love of his life just so he could become more powerful. And I, I always joke about this, Chris, but like he felt really bad doing it. But he still did it. You know, he was, oh, I don't, you know, I love you. But like, he had to rip this woman's heart out just to gain some more power. And, and Doom, <laughs> he has a very Thanos like complex too, where he doesn't see himself as the villain. That's the biggest thing. And I think that's the way they'll pitch it. That's why I brought William Stryker is when he goes to the government and pitches, I got to take over the mansion. He doesn't even take it. He doesn't pitch it as he's going to start kidnapping these kids and all stuff. He just says that we need to get in there and see what's going on. And they say, sure, but I don't want any danger. And then William Stryker goes off the handle. You, I could easily see a character like Victor Von Doom going to the UN, the United Nations, and be like, they didn't tell us about any of this for decades. You we need to send someone there to see if they are legitimate about this, what they're doing with this, what weapons they may have, and maybe Victor Von Doom being from Latveria, maybe he's high-respected. They go, you know what? <laughs> they don't know about his creepy skeleton of metal in his closet, but they go... I like Victor. Yeah, send him to Wakanda. Let's see what's going on. And then when he gets He's there... He's a good guy. You can trust him. Exactly. And then when he gets there, it happens. And that's where I think Doom has so many layers of which way they can go. And I just want a well-done Doom. I, I, I want it very much. He is up there in my Marvel echelon as far as my favorite characters. So I think this is a prime situation. And I do... And it's, and it's not funny, but it is interesting that if he is pulling the strings. I do wonder... I think it has a little less impact if Namor's in it because people were talking about that kind of the king and king battle, but there could be a new king, a queen, so maybe you get that, and maybe you get Namor kind of questioning this new leader as far as, like, do you even have the stuff to lead this country? But, you know, yeah. people are going to laugh, but it could be a very similar 
BVS situation where Batman and Superman are put on a trajectory, but Lex Luthor is in the background. The same way with Godzilla versus Kong, there's always somebody back there, right? And I feel like that would be the perfect way to have Namor as maybe Victor Von Doom is putting them some way. And you could get that realization of, hey, Doom's doing this, and that's when we see him suit up of like, I have a Black Panther coming after me and the King of Atlantis. What do I do? Well, I have this cool armor that has a lot of power. You know what? I'm going to go. And the question I was going to throw to you, though, is if we get Doom in this, we would assume then the Fantastic Four, them going to space has already happened then, I would imagine, right? Sure you can or sure you can't. Or you you think there'll be some reworking of that? Nothing. I would say at that point... That's something that I don't think Marvel's going to just give up and not show the origin of, mm-hmm. you know, at, at that point. But, you know, MCU sometimes plays around with time in the sense of where things are placed in the sense of films. Just because we have a release order doesn't mean it necessarily is the time period. So, yes, to your point, could that happen? True. But I also think they're not just going to um, not see that kind of history with the Fantastic Four just because, again, Doom is tied to them very much in their history. I do like him being the puppeteer mm-hmm. in, in the background of this. I do like what we are hearing, you know, again, that how Black the next Black Panther is going to explore a lot more of the of Wakanda culture and things and, and that nature and a little bit more of the a lot more about the history and building that um, up. You know, we've got, you know, Jay in the chat is saying uh, I could see the F-14 being time displaced originally uh, meeting uh, F-4 in the 70s and 80s and during that time. He grew up in Latvia, up around the uh, up, up from the ground. He snapped, and after coming back, he's bent uh, on gaining the power and technology to never see his country fall, fall victim to something like that again, even if it means invading other countries. And I think earlier he put up there, and maybe the reason he decides to attack Wakanda now is because it's a country without a leader. I think mm-hmm. all good points. And then he's in a scene and he's like, if there's even a 1% chance that Latveria gets taken over, we have to take it as absolute certainty. But no, like I'm joking, but that could be that, that thing. Se- that, hey, that seems very logical. But, I think that's a, that's a yeah. surefire way to win. Yeah, but that's where I could see Doom being like that. Of like, If there, if something did happen during the snap, we've talked about the time displays. I want to throw this one at you because I had been always saying that I thought Cat Marvel 2 was going to be the place. I've seen a lot of people saying that like, Maybe the makeup for, not makeup, but the reason why Payne Reed isn't directing Fantastic Four is because they're going to debut in Quantum Mania. How do you feel about that? Because I saw that a lot of chatter after this Doom story came up of, well, what if they kind of Spider-Man, Black Panther them in Ant-Man, and then you get Doom over there, and eventually they maybe coalesce. But I could see that there is a lot of characters in Ant-Man, so that's my only worry. Not because we've seen a lot, but I just mean like a lot of storylines I want to see going on. He has his daughter now that's grown up. Wasp and him are forming a relationship. You have Michelle Pfeiffer back, so obviously she's been missing for like 30 years, so a little important. So like that's my only worry is like is there a lot going on to say, Oh, and also the Richards and, you know, Ben Grimm are all but, here. Yeah, I think in in a sense that you could have them working for Pym Labs yeah. at that point, have that tied or have them be friends with Hank in, in, in different ways or, or working. It's, it's not that hard to work in, nor do they have to be a focus. It could be as easily as just putting them in. I and mean, again, I'll, you know. Ryan Choi being in Zack Snyder's Justice League, you know, that that character. It's not going to be, you know, from what we've seen, we've seen he, he, there was, he's in it at that point. And again, there might have been a history with it. But again, it's as simple as that. They're just right now there in the background to be introduced. You know, they don't have to have their powers yet. They don't have to be there. They're the scientists working. 
Could you see them? I'm not going to retcons the bad word, but but could you see them reworking their origin instead of them going up to space and somehow that they are helping the Pims out with the quantum and something in there happens to them and that's how they get their new powers using that? I could see that. And the end credit mm-hmm. scene could be the tag of them like Reed stretching or Sue's Stre- going, yeah. yeah, and something they're like. Oh, like what's Blame going on? on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he just burns her whole house. And, time. Like, I, like I could see something like that where you know they get a shock and it's nothing in the movie, but the end credit scene is like teasing, like okay, something's not right. I could see them using the quantum realm as the new. This is how the Fantastic Four get their power in the MCU. Yeah, and I think that they're leaning into that that quantum quantum realm as that and exploring, and something goes horribly wrong. Yeah, sure. I mean, again, they. That's what the MCU has done a lot of times, taking ideas and making it their own and kind of twisting it to mm-hmm. fit for their universe. And that works. I, I Again, I love to see page of screen, but I also think it's I like seeing the creativity of adaptation. And I think so far, I think more times than not, I think the MCU has done a good job of mm-hmm. adaptation versus page to screen. I agree, and yeah, Jay was pointing out that there could be a fun family dynamic of like the Reeds versus Pim, yeah. and exactly, especially because Hank Pym's just an asshole in these movies. Like he, like that was one of my, some of my favorite. Hey, that's that's one of the things they got right from the comics. He yeah. is a jerk in the comics too. That was one of my favorite thing is seeing him and Goliath and the Lost just like go off on each other, like why they're not friends anymore, and they're just throwing barbs at each other and just like, well, he's not that smart, you know? Like it, Michael Douglas is he's so good in that role. So I. I I, I do believe we could see that there and this Doom stuff. Obviously, I'm still waiting for something a bit more official from like the bigger ones to be like really excited next as of right now. Next year's event, next year's investors call. That's when you'll hear it. <laughs> it could be, and then I I hope when we hear it, it is played by so and so, which will probably be spoiled beforehand, and they'll have to deny it for months and everything by that. But uh, you know what? I've said this many times, but I hope we. He's a little older, but I still hope that one day they say, "Yeah, Doctor Doom's coming, and he's played by Javier Bardem," because that's always been my choice. It all depends. Depends on the age. I could see them going like younger. So that's why Harvey R. might be out. But uh, there's lots of great actors out there. I, I I'm very intrigued. It, to me, it's not like a Wolverine situation in the mainstream. But for me, that Doom casting has to be like the second I see it, it has to like snap. Like, yep, that's 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 Victor Von Doom right there. That's what I really need to feel when we see this casting. Yeah, and especially I I always talk about like with this character the voice. Yeah, you can have a voice modulator at that point yeah. do it, but I think that even outside the costume, you, he's got to he's not only got to be commanding in a sense of presence, but also mm-hmm. the voice too, because you've got to believe that okay, he's going to be booming in that armor, but you got to see he can do it even outside of it. Maybe not yeah. in the same way. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 good. It's I like that. Uh, your your idea is coming more to fruition you i know, hope Feige's it's still just listening. a rumor like i said i'm still <laughs> waiting still for the yep. hollywood reporter you know variety deadline one of those to put it yep. out there but it is this one of those like okay this might be a kernel of idea and even then the way this was pitched as far as him being a minor role there's even a chance that they do the movie and they go you know what maybe we don't need that and we could find a different way so that's why until i get that cast or yep. like a bigger rumor you know it's it's uh, it's all just fingers crossed right now. But I like yes. that we're hearing them. I like that we're hearing them. So yeah, that was that was a nice surprise to kind of see that one drop at that point. Mm-hmm. That necessarily had nothing to do with Feige mm-hmm. <laughs> and this one. Yeah. Um. All right. So now I think we're going to call this Feige time. Yeah. The Feige <laughs> I hour. I think that's basically most of the next stories. Uh. So we got Secret Invasion. Kevin Feige had, on adapting major Marvel comic event uh, to Disney Plus series exclusive from ComicBook.com. BD had a big day 
with stories. I'll tell you that he did. much. Good, and good for um, him. He's worked really hard yes. over these years, and he's a nice guy, so good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, in his conversation with Kevin Feige, he talked uh, talk about Wanda, WandaVision. He asked about Secret Invasion TV series that was broken at the investors' call. He said, well, there are more, more characters in Secret Invasion comic series than were in Endgame. So no, uh, it's not going to be of that level of amount of character. I don't think any of us saw that. But he does admit it's not that... It- it's not that, but it very much is showcases for Sam Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn and tapping into the paranoia elements of Secret Invasion, the Secret Invasion comic. That was a great, that was great with the twists and turns that took. So that's certainly our focus more than can we cram in more characters than Endgame like like publishing. I, I, I like that. I think that that's a very practical way to look at it i think that they will find a it sounds like they're gonna like they're gonna lean hard in the paranoia but i think that they know that they can bring in a few extra views and eyes on it to say that you know if we get a couple of mid-majors maybe a major that could be a scroll at that point that could really kind of turn it because i still remember spoiler i think one of the best seasons of you know was the first season of uh, agents of shield when they had that reveal that was the only thing that directly tied into winter soldier <laughs> the revelation that shield is hydra you know and, and that was really cool so what if you do a level like that but now we've got an alien invasion you know yeah i I'm not going to lie. I, I'm on the more disappointed side, to be honest. I, I think they'll do a good job. I don't think of that. I'm not going like, oh, they really screwed. I think it's something where we've talked about this with Greg before, where I feel Civil War is a pretty faithful adaption. Does it have all those characters? No. Is the, the incident a little different? No. But it's like it took the theme of that story and did it well. It's still Cap and Iron Man. It's still – there's an incident. I think this will do that as far as they'll take the theme of that story. It's just that – you and I had talked was a long time ago. It was like when they said, "Oh, it's gonna be a TV show." I was like, "Ah, eh, like I, I think Disney Plus is gonna be big, but there's still like a cap to it." I feel like right now, as far as mm-hmm. these big events, and that was always kind of what we worried about. And like I said, I think I'll still enjoy this show, but I was always kind of wanting when we ever get Secret Evasion, I wanted the Avengers to be f- like fully involved in this deal. You know, I did want yeah. a movie of this, and it's it's one of those that let me see it, and I'll I'll I'll. I, I will judge it obviously then. I don't think they're going to make a bad project. I just think that it's one of those, okay, this is a bit more just in name and spirit than the actual story. And that's fine. Like you said, that's what they do. But it's just one of those as far as I feel like we're going to get the show and then we could move on from Squirrels and then we maybe never get it again. And that's always my worry with the MCUs if this thing goes on for another decade or two that they won't be rebooting. It's not like, okay, I didn't like this version of Joker. Walking Phoenix Joker coming up, great. It's like, well, if I don't like this or if it's like kind of disappointing – that's what I have. So I, I, I like everything he's saying. I think the show could be good. I like it being a showcase for those two. But it is a little disappointing someone that was a fan of that story and wanted to see it kind of kind of get the same treatment that Civil War got to me of like almost in this glory. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That, you know, because I said it before that it, it needs I thought it needed to be a mega level, yeah. you know, movie event. In that way, we know this is going to directly tie into Captain Marvel 2. Mm-hmm. That's we, true. We, we know that. So the after effects of what's happening will be, if, uh, in my opinion, will have to be addressed in that. And, and it brings more of the idea of we talk later and later on, you know, the sword at that point, because that's a big factor in this. Because in the comics, the invasion got really was underway for a very long time. 
and House of M made it even more intrusive、mm-hmm. because it hid their true how in deep they already were, and they took advantage of that fact because they weren't affected by Wanda's Wanda's uh, th- uh, surprise, yeah, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> um, so. So again, yeah, I'm with you on the sense of I wanted to be a bigger level event, but I, you know, like you say, the the tagline for that series was "Who do you trust?"、Mm-hmm. And, and I think they're going to lean. It sounds like they're going to lean very hard into that idea, of, as he calls it, paranoia. It's going to be called "Who do you trust?" Yeah. So, you know, it'll be interesting. I'm hap- I'm happy to get more Nick Fury. So before we、yeah. continue on with these other stories, I'm going to throw to another ad break, is then we can get just knock a bunch of stories out because we got lots of boop, good boop, stuff boop. still coming up in the foggy hour. So we'll be right back. And we're back. It's no secret. We're back. What do we got next, Chris? All right. We get, hey, we can't go to Marvel Alliance for a while without some Spider-Man Three stuff. No,、nope, of course not. <laughs>、uh, Marvel's Kevin Feige、uh, on Spider-Man Three casting and multiverse rumors. Another exclusive from、uh, ComicBook dot com,、uh, talking about the idea of what's going on with the rumors and fans.、Um, Feige says, "I've read some of these things. I'm not sure I've read all things."、Um, But the fun thing about the online speculation, when it comes down to our stuff, is how sometimes it couldn't be more off the mark, and sometimes it's shockingly close. And that's held true for the last few years. But saying which is which would take all the fun out of everything. So yes, we weren't expecting him to acknowledge anything, yes or no.、Um, as for the multiverse of it all, as many aspects come to see, it seems to be the story of the multiverse is going to be.、Uh, You know, a big part of this, and he addresses this by saying the biggest clue is the title of the second Doctor Strange movie. That's the biggest clue of where the multiverse of madness is taking us and how we're exploring that. Feige said it's surreal to me that we're talk we're talking about Spider Man three. I worked on a movie called Spider Man three many years ago, directed by Mr. <laughs> Sam Raimi. So this clearly. The shorthand of it calling it Spider Man Three now is fine. It's fine. We're calling it Homecoming Three. <laughs> and it's so funny, like where life is that Sam Raimi is now directing Doctor Strange Two, and they have that working relationship. So yeah, this is exactly what I said earlier, as far as him being that politician level that he gives enough. I do wish Brandon. He said on his Twitter he wanted to ask as a follow up question of who will not be in this, and I wish he got the time because <laughs> that would have been good and. My joke to our chat was if he would have just broke everyone's soul and said, "Oh, Charlie Cox is definitely not in this," and then he left off the interview. But yeah, the, I I don't want this. It's the, I don't want spoilers. It's the same way as anything else. I remember that I learned, and I was pretty sure it was going to happen because I had seen a comment, but I didn't know for sure. But going last year, I knew spoilers that Luke Skywalker was going to die, and that just sucks so much. So it's the same thing.、Uh. It's like I I it's tough because we know Tom Holland. Has tweeted something out this week, and he tweeted out the date of Thursday coming up. So when you're listening, that'll be tomorrow. That could easily be some teaser for Uncharted, a poster. It could be a new project, be something with Cherry, or he did have a little winky face. And we did hear from Sony that we we're going to supposed to see something in December. We didn't ever see anything, so they just lied to us. So I, I do wonder. <laughs> no, what- Sony lies. <laughs> so I do wonder. The big question to me, like we've talked about a few times, is will they reveal Toby and Tom? Will they? Or sorry, Toby and Andrew. Where are they going to put that out? I know there's press and be like, yes, for marketing you have to. But two, do they want to say it? I don't know. I think that 
this was the right answer. And I, I just imagine it's probably lots of fun for him to read this stuff and know what's actually going on. And just like, if you see someone think, oh, they got it on Mark or sometimes go, this is, this is just completely wild. So I, I think this was the right answer to give. Cause I don't want to know yet, unless they do it in a marketing way. And we still kind of already know we don't have set photos of Toby, but we see him sneaking around the Disney lot doing caution fitting. Like, I don't think he's in the next enchanted. I don't know why else he'd be there. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, but I like that quote about Ple- him talking about Ple- Sam Raimi. Ple- it's just Pleasant so funny. Pleasantville 2. Pleasantville 2. That's what we're that's what Shocking. Huge. It, it, it's one of the <laughs> universes they travel to in WandaVision. That would be so disappointing <laughs> yeah. for everybody if that, that's what it was. That's where Toby's cameo was. Yeah, and I, and I like the idea of um, you know this, this theory that's out there. You know, Wanda breaks the multiverse open. Yeah. Spider-Man, Spider-Man's dealing with the chaos that it's created, and Doctor Strange has Multiverse Madness is the one who has to put it back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it it seems to be a nice little tri- mini trilogy, or it is a trilogy, but a nice trilogy for that kind of mini saga that's going on at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll take a jump into actually a good segue into Wandavision. Uh, quick little story. WandaVision producer says Monica Rambeau's role wasn't originally mapped out for the Marvel series. Coming from uh, SFX magazine, um, talking to executive producer Mary uh, Levanos, uh, discussed the research as a producer. She said, "I tried to read. Uh, I tried to read all the comics, noting every appearance of each character I, that I deal with, which is what caused the creative team to expand the cast beyond the two stars and include the grown-up Monica Rambeau, last seen as a child." Her inclusion in the series was a discovery, not quite mapped out, but it's really enriched in the show. Um, and so, you know, she said it's interesting, the inclusion, it's a discovery, not quite mapped out. I, I like that they found a way to bring this character in because on its face, I was like, what the heck is she doing here? And I think that's one mm-hmm. of the things I'm excited about to see how she fits into the series. I'm excited for it too. I, I'm, I'm honestly still surprised that's coming. I know she, they've said she's going to be in Captain Marvel too. I always thought we'd see her there and then spread out, but I think sure. it will be yeah. fun for viewers that are not like us that know. Like, there's going to be tons of people that don't know this is the same child from Captain Marvel, right? So they're going to probably reveal that at some point that even tangentially she knows Captain Marvel, and they'll be they'll give you enough hints for the main audience to be like, oh, is she that little girl? Oh, okay, that's cool. Uh, and I think to me it just shows that. The MCU is very planned out, but they still make changes, and they're not just completely, this is a plan, this is what has to happen. If a character is presented, if a story is presented that makes sense to the route they're going, they will do that. They will pivot. I always use Adra of Ultron as an example. There's lots of stuff like when they show you what the movie Thor Ragnarok is going to be, it's very different than what Thor Ragnarok ended up being. So it's like they always have a plan, but... I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see this character. I've, I'm, I'm very surprised how much she's in the marketing, which is a good thing. I thought she's only going to be maybe in a few episodes. That still might be the case, but she's getting character posters and people are talking about her a lot. So that's good. She's going to be Captain Marvel too. So yeah, I like, we'll see more of that character, which is exciting because it's only when this drops on the podcast feed two days away. It's very exciting that we're going to be telling some WandaVision here soon. I just can't wait. And uh, is it two? That's what I said. Two days away, right? Yeah, I was agreeing oh, with you too. Okay, I thought I thought I said I didn't say two, and I was like, no. oh my goodness! No, no, but... I was agreeing with you. I was like, yep, two. Yeah, and and I guess how? Oh yeah, you guys talked about that last week about yeah, it's gonna be two episodes on the Friday we're getting, so that's that's pretty yep. interesting. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see her, and I'm very excited to see the show because it's finally after a year and a half some MCU content, some new stuff. So 
Thank goodness. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we can actually talk about actual content instead of talking about said content being developed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Continuing on with WandaVision, uh, WandaVision director reveals some of the MCU's biggest set pieces. Uh, this is coming from Games Radar. Uh, talking with director Matt uh, Skarkman, uh, spoke to Total Film about the massive scope of the Disney Plus series. Uh, he said, Law and Order, this is not. This is there was not six months of shooting people walking Dick Wolf's down the mad hallway. Somewhere. <laughs> I think he's rolling around in his mad money right now. Yeah. Um he's he goes on to say Kevin Feige was really clear from the beginning that this show would be very different, but it would also be as Marvel as anything anything they'd ever done, including some of the biggest set pieces they've ever done. Um, and, and you know we, they they go into the idea you know how Mandalorian Shaw you saw showed the words are tough um, that you can have look like you have massive set pieces and the technology just you know you look at it, oh that's what did it at that point so mm. like you and I talked offline it's going to be very you know that's an interesting quote to saying it's going to be as massive as the scale uh, of Endgame level. That's going to be interesting. I think we're probably going to more see that towards the end of the series because of the results of yeah uh, of what Wanda's doing. Just because again, this is they very much leaned into the idea and very much put forth that these are homages very much to the different comedies and dramedies of uh, of yesteryear. So there is going to be a point where this is going to expand outwards, and I think that's where we see those set pieces. Yeah, I would agree. It's definitely near the back half. You guys had talked about some rumors last week as far as them getting bigger near the end. And I think it, because we had talked about that too before, and I talked about this Geek First as well, is like, is it going to be going through multiple universes at the same time? But I, seeming now, just seeing from previews and the way people are talking, it seems like it's going to go, maybe each episode will be a decade or like leading into something. So I don't think it's going to be like a mix of jumping to and from. So yeah, it's just one that I agree with you. We do have Mandalorian, so I definitely agree, but it's just one of those that's, it's tough that like, is it just coach talk? Like Greg would say is like, Oh yeah. Some of the biggest set, like a sales pitch. It's like, okay, I, I, I will like to revisit that quote after the show. Cause like you said, end game, but you even have civil war, the airport, you know, Avengers alone. So it's like, is there going to be something when I see the show that I'll put in my mind? Like, yes, I would link that with all those kind of big events or big fights or action set pieces. As of right now, I kind of go, eh, I don't know, but <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll see once we get to it, and I'll be very impressed if they do it. Yeah, I mean, so far, again, a lot of the early reviews, I have not read one. I just kind of see the taglines. It's been very positive. Very, yeah, very which positive. which is good. It's, it's um, good to yeah. see. It's good to see that it's still, you know, relatively, you know, it, it might be some weird stuff, but enough people are enjoying it. But again, we'll we'll, we'll see how the audience reacts next. So Exactly. I'm going to let you take these next two stories for very obvious reasons. Yeah, so we have some. I, 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 the word confirmation is such a fun thing nowadays, but uh, it's being reported that uh, I don't think Studios, you can get any more confirmed than this. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, Marvel Studios cinematographer confirms Oscar Isaac casting and Oscar Isaac Moon Knight adds the endless directors. So I've not seen the endless direct, or I've not seen them. Yeah. I've not seen the endless, so I can't. I can't talk to the quality of that, but good for them. And it's one of those because it's it's different with movies. I always go, oh, I'm going to check out this director's movie before they direct it because I can get a sense of their style and if I like what they did. TV shows a bit different because like I don't think I'm going to commit to watch a whole TV show just to watch their episodes. But I, I, you know, hopefully it's it's a good show and people like it. I'll have to look into it. But uh, 
Yeah, so we're doing we're going down the Haley Steinfeld route. It seems like Oscar Isaac as far as we're going to just get a bunch of confirmations for months and months. We're going to get photos of him on the set and still official world from Marvel be Ah, there's been no official casting of Moon Knight yet, and that's the thing where it's just like you're right it is confirmation, but it is just so funny that like it's still we've had this come out. I know there was someone else that came out and said like, "Yeah, we're we're can't wait to shoot with Oscar." So like, it seems like cinematographer. Yeah, it seems like he's. There was another cast member though. I thought though too. Like uh, it wasn't a stunt guy, but it was someone like that. Like someone else with the production. Yeah, you're. Yep. (laughs) I can't remember who, but yeah. yeah. So it's like. So it's happening, I would assume. I'm very happy, as I've talked about before, that guy was my pick. It's just, I wish they would just... It, the second he signs the dotted line and we're past the investor's call, like, what are you waiting for now? Like, clearly, I think the investor's call was just there. It was, to me, a money thing. They're still deciding on, hey, what are we? what do we want to do here per episode, this and that, but... I just I hate this game because I just I, I it's just one of those things. But hey, I it like you said, I think this is confirmed as it can be. Yeah. So uh, uh and next then, one uh, we have. Yeah. And then they talked about the oh well you said take the next two, or did you put those oh, two? Oh I I was saying the two the two Moon Knight ones I was giving oh, you at I that see. point. <laughs> just because I'm not gonna take Moon Knight away from you. That's fair. Don't take Moon Knight away. I, I'm what am I? I'm five days away from my Moon Knight omnibus. I'm very excited. Once I get my desk, that's gonna go right back up there. I know everyone's gonna say more Marvel, but like Moon Knight, new, I'm getting the volume one omnibus. I'm very excited to read it because there's stuff in there I have read before, but stuff I haven't. And my goal is to maybe collect every. This is volume one. I'm gonna see how many volumes they get to. At least I'm gonna collect yeah. till I get to 2016, and then I'll be <laughs> I'll be good. As uh, as uh, they say in Nearman Conditions, the only way you get a volume two is if volume one sells out and, and sells well. So you got to buy that volume one. That's the only I'm, way that happens. Yeah, I'm very interested in the timing of that omnibus because I feel like I honestly would have held off to the show because I still feel like Moon Knight is still lesser known. The fact that like I don't know if it's a guaranteed seller, but he has been picking up momentum these past few years. So to me, it will be interesting if he gets a volume two. It might, and that sometimes is what corporations do. They make movies and TV shows based on things that sell. So maybe that's why this show's happening because they're like, hey, people are actually really <laughs> digging Moon Knight in right now. So we'll see. Yeah. Go buy it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, next one coming from Collider. Marvel confirms episodes lengths for Loki, The Falcon of the Winter Soldier, and more Disney Plus shows. So Kevin Feige's talking about to them about the uh, different shows and lengths. So he says, mm-hmm. for so for instance, WandaVision started that way and Falcon and Winter Soldier as 30 minutes. But because it's streaming, it's Disney Plus, and the rules are a little blurred about over the years. Yes, some can be 23 minutes, some can be as much as longer than that. But She-Hulk, for instance, is being developed as 10, this is big, 10 30-minute episodes. Some will be longer, some will be a little shorter. Loki, Falcon of the Winter Soldier, is being developed as a 6 40- to 50-minute episodes. Ken Feige also stated that Moon Knight is being planned to have 6 40 to 50 minute episodes. So that's a lot of confirmations that we were not expecting yet. You know, Falcon and Winter Soldier, yes, but like the rest of them, that's a pretty big kind of saying, okay, this is what we're doing with them. And it fits, it definitely fits with the way that they're talking about She Hulk being more of a comedy, Moon Moon Knight being more action adventure, you know, kind of suspense at that point. Um, it kind of worried me when it's saying Winter Soldier 30 minutes. Ooh, I don't like that. I want that <laughs> yeah. a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh no i thought the same thing when you had sent that to me and i read the 30 minute falcon i was like 
really like I, I i feel like this should have just been a movie then at that point because we're almost just at three hours then you know cut half an hour you could make that a movie but um yeah this is all exciting but stuff. but then later and, that he said 640 to 50 yeah. minute episodes yeah so. yeah you know he won't confirm casting but he'll confirm all the run times and episodes to count so that's good but <laughs> yeah. no i do like that because i remember that being with mandalorian a little guessing game and as somebody that didn't love the first season i was like I just want to know, like, how long are these episodes? And they didn't really tell us, and that's fine. It ended up working out. It was a great season. But I do like that we kind of have an idea of these shows as far as, okay, now I can set my expectations what to expect from Loki and Falcon and Moon Knight. And it's like with Loki and Moon Knight, it's like I'm looking at almost four, four and a half hours of these characters, and that's more than enough for me. Like, obviously, I'll take as much as I can get, but. I don't want the quality to go down. So the fact that they're planning that is exciting. It's She-Hulk. I'm excited for anything MCU, but the more they talk about it is definitely kind of slipping in the back. Cause I like that they talk about WandaVision being a comedy, but it's in this very like tongue in cheek way. I am excited for She-Hulk because you and many others talk about Moss Lani and there's lots of Hulk stuff getting in here. So that's great. But when there's stuff like they're talking about Hulk's dad, possibly and Mark Ruffalo, I'm excited to see when they keep using the word comedy is it very much a comedy? Which, okay, if it is, that's fine. But it's definitely the one I'm looking least forward to as far as just... I don't watch many comedies nowadays. And when I do, they are more of the mature sense. Like, I don't watch any network TV ones anymore and stuff. So it's just a personal thing. But I like that we have an idea of these shows, roughly what they're going to be, episodes and length. So it's good stuff. Yeah, it, it's just cool thing. And like I, I think the biggest one, I'm I'm glad to hear the correction. You know, Final Winter Soldier... And Loki are, are longer. Same thing with, with Moon Knight. She-Hulk fits. If it's billed as a comedy, you don't see many hour-long or past 30-minute comedies at that mm-hmm. point. And it's going to be interesting just because, you know, like you said, WandaVision is kind of comedic. But I think what we've seen, it's comedy in the sense of circumstance and what they're doing and things like that. It, it It's not necessarily true comedy. I don't I, – I think She-Hulk is – quote unquote build as a comedy but it's not like yeah i don't think we're going to see like sitcom friends comedy per se yeah maybe it's in the sense of like ant-man where i think ant-man is is in the comedy genre all mcu has lots of comedic beats but i think the mcu or the ant-man movies are very comedy driven and it's not just because of paul rudd but it is interesting because i moon knight's not filming they're about to so that's great um the other How are they going to film without a star? I know. It's tough. They should just get John Cena if you don't want to see a star. But if you oh. – No, I meant like because you can't see me thing, you know, because he's not a bad Oh, okay. Yeah, I was no. about to say he's showing some shade at Cena there. No, no, no. I think <laughs> Very subtle. Very subtle. I, yeah, right. I think he's a hopefully a good peacemaker, and I, I'm very looking forward to that because I think he thrives in comedies. And I, I'm looking forward to him in Suicide Squad, not so much in Furious 9 because I don't know if I can buy him as Dom's brother, but I cannot wait to see that train wreck. I think that it's funny that like Armor Wars, Secret Evasions, they're obviously in pre-production. They're not filming, so we didn't get those. But it's interesting that we know Hawkeye and Miss Marvel are filming, and he didn't drop those. So I feel like those are still in flux as far as what they are, not even the like what genre, or just the episode length and maybe runtime for those. Because Miss Marvel, they had talked about being almost a bit more lighthearted. They haven't described it as a full-on comedy like she Yeah, you're right. They but- did they didn't acknowledge that one. You're right. Yeah, and that's why I thought with the other ones, it makes sense why they're not talking about the Secret Invasion runtime because they haven't even filmed it. They might even still be writing it. But with Miss Marvel and Hawkeye, 
those are filming. We know they're filming. So, but they didn't yeah. drop those. So, kind of interesting. That shows that maybe. And we had even heard that. Remember with WandaVision months ago that at one point it was six, and then it was nine, and then it was eight, and now it's back to nine. So that could be happening with. And then it was canceled. Yeah. And then they brought it back. <laughs> and then I think that could be happening with Miss Marvel and Hawkeye right now. Maybe those ones, and especially because what did he say? He said She Hulk. So I get why they're designing that. The other reason why I think Moon Knight and Loki could be just six episodes, I know they're longer, but still just six episodes, is because Tom Hiddleston, Oscar Isaac, they're bigger stars than some of these other people, and they have other movies and projects. So it's might be like, this is the amount we can get with them, you know? So where other shows you might like with Miss Marvel, you could maybe do eight to nine, ten episodes of 45 minutes because this is a new up-and-comer, and she doesn't have to go film, you know, the Bourne Ultimatum 5, or she doesn't have to go film Star Wars 10, which I know he's not going to do. Yeah, but... don't, yeah don't, don't don't film any more Bourne movies. No, I, no, I, I, I'm I think... Good. I'm good. And there was that TV show, remember? I never watched it, but I heard there was a TV show, and yeah. Treadstone. Yeah, I, I wasn't interested enough to look into it, but I'm excited. I'm excited <laughs> to look at all these shows. Yeah, and, and kind of leaning into that idea of, like, particularly with Moon Knight and Loki, we'll get to Loki, we'll just segue into that one, you know, of these are properties that are not just going to be one season. You know, it, it's these don't strike me. And definitely now, if we head into the story, Loki season two of Tom Hiddleston is in the works. And this is coming out of a deadline story. Uh, recent report from deadline. Uh, Michael Waldron is working on Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie. The outlet mentioned that Waldron would also be involved in the second season of Marvel's uh, Loki Disney plus series in some capacity. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's it's good to see him continuing on with it, um, and that you know this we you know Murph, uh, Charles Murphy has also theorized that this would there this would already kind of green lit in the background, which is not surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and we heard, but that and we had heard rumblings from even ahead. smaller sources too, like a couple months ago that oh they're already talking about a Loki season two, and now it seems like mm-hmm. it's more and more happening now, so. Yeah, so it's good. It's good to see it kind of moving underway, and, and I think in in a lot. I can't remember which interview, but Feige did say there would be single seasons for some properties, and there would be continuations at that point. I don't know. I kind of leaned on the idea that Wandavision was a single season, but he kind of let on that this is not this is not a a single season show. So um, did he? I missed that one. You know. Hmm. I, I I can't remember or I might have misread it or again reading between the reading between the lines maybe hmm. too much but I, I could have sworn I read something the other day that WandaVision may not be the, this Wanda story is not over in that sense well so. it's Wanda's story or hey we don't know what happens to Vision and maybe they even adapt the Tom King thing even more maybe he tries you know what this thing with Scarlet Witch didn't work out I'm going to try my own family but uh, yeah I like Held that yeah, I like the same way as far as, yes, some shows are designed for one and some are multiple. That's great. And with Loki, this, uh, what's his last name? Michael Lamber? Or what, how do you pronounce it? Uh, Wald- Waldron. Waldron. Why, where did Lamber come from? My goodness. Waldron is just like, <laughs> it's because I didn't even know that he was writing Doctor Strange too. So the fact that when that article came out last week of, well, he's writing Kevin Feige's movie, he's writing Loki. It seems like he's going to be on Loki season two. He's writing Doctor Strange too as well. He seems like Feige likes to get these guys that are John Watts, Russo's that are in his kind of inner circle of guys that mm-hmm. once you once you do that, okay, you were on, you know, Cap, now you're on Avengers. You're on Spider Man, now you're on Fantastic Four. This same thing when you're in Loki, Doctor Strange, but now when he's like you're on Marvel and then 
Star Wars, which I feel is probably pretty important to him as that's not one he wants to screw up. That all eyes are gonna all eyes are always on Feige, but that's gonna be one especially that's gonna have the microscope on him. So to get this guy, yeah. it gives me just a lot of faith for all the Marvel properties he's writing. Now it's the reverse if Loki comes out and people go <laughs> really disappointed and you go, Well, this guy's writing like <laughs> a bunch of Feige's big stuff. How do we do this with that? But I think this gives me even more excitement and confidence in Doctor Strange and Loki. The fact that Feige said, yeah, come write my Star Wars movie, which we all know Feige has talked about many times how he loves Star Wars. So that to me is nothing but confidence now in this guy. Yeah, it should be it should be interesting. So in our last story, we have we've come to the end of stories yep. and news. It's uh, so a rumor uh, from uh, Murphy's Multiverse, uh, Kristen Ritter's Jessica Jones to appear in She-Hulk. Uh, yeah. A tweet from at Marvel News Hub sourcing Daniel uh, Reichman, Daniel RPK, states that Kristen Ritter is rumored to appear in the Disney Plus streaming series She-Hulk, reprising her role as Jessica Jones for the Disney Plus show. And he goes on to say, now again, the key word here is rumored. None of this has been confirmed, like everything else in life these days, although Daniel's reputation certainly precedes him, which it does. He very much is in the know. Uh, nonetheless, if Ritter were to appear in the upcoming She-Hulk series, I'd expect her to appear as a rebooted version of the character with no link to the previous Netflix version beyond the same actress portraying the character. Fully agree. This is what yep. we're saying with Charlie Cox. This is what we've said with, you know, if, if Bernthal comes in, you know, Michael Coulter, th- they are bringing them in if they do, if they are true to be in there because they people recognize them and Feige's not dumb. He's going to take on – there are ways he can still own and make it his own, the character, but still keep the people who people have come to know as these characters in their role because they were great outside, mm-hmm. outside of you know Danny Rand, in my opinion. But <laughs> um, it, it, I think the rest of them worked really well, even though my – my factor of fiction was Jessica being coming into Captain Marvel 2 because of the history in the comics that Jessica Jones and Carol Danvers are a close friendship. This is not far out of the realm possibility because, again, Jessica Jones is a private investigator. So maybe She-Hulk hires her to investigate. And if this is built as a comedy, yes, Jessica's dry, sarcastic wit could fit into this very well. Yeah, I agree completely that I think that's the route they're going to go. She needs a P.I. Oh, Jessica Jones then. Like you said, everything you said, I did owe that as far as the recasting, the rebranding of it. Uh, it is funny, though, because I remember Marvel's investors call. We were kind of thinking, like, oh, it's probably Daredevil. It still could be Daredevil, but it almost seems like Daredevil, if all these rumors are true, that his appearance is in Spider-Man. Maybe here as well, but then Spider-Man Jones over here. And, uh, yeah, I, I welcome it. I think Kristen Ritter is perfect casting for that character as far as that ver- that more darker version of Jessica Jones, you know, not the Pearl or anything like that. But I, I, I think that that works. I am interested to see the rest because I feel that Cox is fanfare. She is fanfare. Bernthal does. And Dernofio really did. I think Mike Coulter was very good as Luke Cage, but I don't know if he has the same fanfare. But at the same point, it's just if you want to do rebranding, is there a sense of them? We know that Jessica Jones and Luke Cage in lots of comics, like they were together in the show, but they like end up together. They end up married. They end up having a child. Yeah. If they want to do a full rebranding, and it's unfortunate for Mike Coulter, I could see them recasting Luke Cage, though, and getting a different actor if they want. Because then if you have the same couple, but then you put them together again, people might be a 
not confused, but just like, okay, what are we doing here? Are we just copying Netflix and not making our own? So I think because of the lack of fanfare and if it's a potential rebranding, I could see Luke Cage being recast. And I, because Iron Fist, I think is going to be on yeah. the back burner for quite a while, actually. I, I think not like for years, but I just think they, they, they have other routes they're going to go saying she is going to, or Sung, she is going to take up their kind of mixed martial arts, supernatural, spiritual, superhero. Maybe he can come in a sequel or something. So I'm excited to see her. I really want to see her, though. I've talked about this before that the rest of the seasons are not great of Jessica 2 and 3, but I agree with you as far as that first one. It is up there. When people were making that conversation of Daredevil Season 1 versus Jessica Jones Season 1, it was an apt conversation because Jessica Jones Season 1 was so good with the writing, the characters, David Tennant. It was, And I could honestly, if someone said that's the best season of Marvel Netflix, I wouldn't say you're wrong. I could... There is like I could literally the same thing as well make an argument for it as it was just almost perfect that season. So I, I do really want her back because I kind of feel almost like birth thoughts kind of pitch perfect casting. Yeah, and, and just how she <clears throat> carries herself in it. I mean, she she has become that character. So it, it would be really cool to you know see see her come in because again we remember the quote that was said. You never know who other characters from the Marvel Universe yes. are going to drop into this show. So they have laid that seed. So this is very much on brand of bringing them in for an episode or two. Again, Alias Investigations, always yeah. looking for hire. And Foggy so. even doubled down on that. Someone did ask him, to me, a smart question of, would you see the Marvel shows revived on Disney Plus or something? And he just said that we have lots of projects going on. But he then dropped the, you know, you never say never. So I feel like that's leaving the door cranked open for a reason i think if he was like you know what that was a certain era but we want to move on we're done with it he could in the same way he was very early on like when blade was cast he was like no that's like because there's tons of you know kind of fighting with fans but he right away was like that's not part of this universe like the netflix isn't that's a separate thing this is not different character and the mcu doesn't have i'm paraphrased but doesn't have anything to do with that now he's not saying that universe does but now he's doing the whole like well never say never sort of deal it's like Okay, you're just waiting. You're just waiting to, you know, announce it on your own or leave it as a surprise, which I'm completely fine with. If we're in the middle of She-Hulk and you know all of a sudden she knocks on that window, perfect. Yeah. So we'll have to see. But wow, Ooh, we made it through the news. Yeah, that was a, that was a lot of news. Foggy, be easy on us next week because we got to review Wandavision. <laughs> so, but no, I, I like that because and also it's just exciting because anytime now before we got these with movies three times a year. We're probably going to get this almost every time with Falcon and Loki, and that's really exciting. So, Yeah, he's going to be making the rounds again, so he's going to have to keep on, you know, next time it's not just going to be Falcon. If they haven't dropped any kind of new updates with Black Widow, you know that's going to be the talk of the town. <laughs> yeah, def- I was going to say that. And the other thing I wanted to bring up we're not going to talk much about is just that if people didn't hear, Morbius was delayed to October as well. That was one other thing that the hell you said. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's not coming out in March or April, which I, which makes sense. It blinds. It was what Sony has said. The thing that just saddens me about that is not anything. I wish they delayed it into like the sky and we never see it. But I think we're very much set up for any day now or any month now to get that Spider-Man three delay. Which I, if it has to happen because of world problems, of course, everything like that. But I, I still even wish with Spider-Man 3, if let's say we get to a path where we are doing like a HBO Max sort of thing with Disney+, Plus, I wish there's some sort of realm where we could make a deal with Sony and be like, hey, could we, you know, put this out there? Could we pay you some money? Because, man, I want to see Spider-Man 3 so bad. And that, I, like with the Batman, <laughs> that already hurt me losing that this year. But if I also lose yeah. Spider-Man 3, because especially with Toby and Andrew, it's like, 
I want to see that so bad, but I feel like we're getting, unless there's some change, I feel like we're getting close to that reality that Spider-Man will be delayed into next year as Sony's already made a move on one of their projects, so. Yeah, I just, I also feel like it, it was a lot asking for that to drop within a, a month-ish of um, the last MCU. That's a lot asking. Oh, yeah. You know, for it to drop in Morbius December, already so. has enough props. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. But again, we'll see what happens. I'll reserve judgment. Not excited about it, but I'm—they've got my money mm-hmm. yeah. or my views they whenever always, they drop it. <laughs> anything Marvel DC, these bastards always got my money. But uh, well, we're gonna take our final ad break because we got some factor fiction to cover. We got combo club, so we will be right back after this last ad break. Okay, we're back. I guess it's time for me to pull up these factor fictions last week. I, I found Travis had a big theme with numbers. All his factor fictions was more than two, <laughs> more than one. You know, he's he's the million dollar man over there. But uh, uh, factor fiction: two villains that uh, two villains that Tom Holland has interacted with will appear in Morbius. Funny enough, we were just talking about that. Sixty eight percent fact, thirty two percent fiction. Uh, I know you were fact on that, and I was too, just because we already got Keaton. So it's like. Uh, trying to think well and i think you brought up a good point of like scorpion and like there's potential jonah and stuff like that so yeah i think i'm fact on that one as well with everybody uh more than one character from our own netflix shows will reprise their roles in the mcu uh even before the ritter of rumors i was fact on that because i think once cox <laughs> yeah. is in there that just kicks open the door but 86 percent fact 14 percent fiction so not too many people on the fiction side there and finally, even more so on an overwhelming vote, Thunderbolt Ross will appear in four will appear four times in Phase Four. It's funny we didn't talk about the news, but Feige later was like, "I don't know when Phase Four is ending." So I feel like now it's very likely, as far as you already talked about Black Widow, it's very likely with Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, well, I mean, not very likely with Black Widow. We know he's there, so that's already two. Hulk is an e or She Hulk's an easy one. So all it takes is one more. I I said fact as well, just because. You, we don't know if Thunderbolts becomes a thing. If he starts recruiting other characters in the MCU or villains, he could be he could be a new end credit. He could be the re- the reverse Nick Fury. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, it it'll be interesting. So, so again, my turn. My turn. It's for your some turn. Yeah. Fictions. All right. So, at the end of the series of WandaVision, we will have a cameo appearance of either Doctor Strange or Loki. I'm going to say fact because I think it's Doctor Strange. We talked about this on Geek first. Like, I feel like obviously they're not going to get a cameo the size of Luke Skywalker, but I do think they want somebody to be trending. I want. I think they want someone to be like, oh, man, this person appeared, and just more of that, hey, a movie to TV show. So I think uh, Loki, there's still potential, but I think Doctor Strange is the guy that he will look at what's going on or he'll go to investigate. I could see that being the end credit of this show. So I'll say fact. Yeah. And, and the only reason I say I threw in Loki is just because it's is they've said this is a direct tie in mm. to Loki as well. So him maybe a flash of like him actually being part of the TVA at that point, you know, investigating what she's done as well, screwing with time, screwing with these parallel universes mm-hmm. at that point or these pocket universes. So, but yeah, I'm definitely fact on that one. It would be just a cool segue into uh, what's going on. Uh, next one again, I I. Th- think do i have a yep oh yeah it, it's all on division today as i said there you go the theme. uh e- evan peter's role will not be quicksilver but another marvel car- comics based character in wandavision i hope it's marvel based i hope he doesn't show up as like the joker or something that'd be okay brilliant. yes but 
but but I, what I mean by like some kind of known yeah. property character. What a deal! What a deal! That Monday morning, him and uh, Jason Kalar come out like, yeah, the multiverse is really crazy. Hey, the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, this has been the for me. Other than the two things, WandaVision, I want the most is to see the show, just to see an MCU show. I've won that for so long. We didn't get that last year, so to see it now is great. Two, what the hell is Evan Peters doing? And I still think I'm I'm still waiting for that moment where we finish the series and Evan Peters didn't appear at all. And it was just <laughs> yeah, that was... one of those rumors that like was talked about and it pan- didn't pan out or was never real. And there's still that sense of I got that, but I, I'll s- – so uh, I gotta I gotta agree to him appearing and also not appearing as Quicksilver. Um, I want Quicksilver, I really do. But I'll say, I'll say fact. I do believe he's going to appear because I I just think that the, there was enough backing from the trades. I'll say fact, and because uh, I don't know, because what happens? So what happens if he appears as both? What if he were to appear as Quicksilver as like a joke, as like to like trick Wanda, <laughs> and then he turns into whatever he is, or you know, aka Brent's favorite well, Marvel character of all time, Mephisto. That's what I was about to say. It's Mephisto. Make yeah. sure everyone tweet at Brent this week. <laughs> hashtag Brent loves Mephisto. Uh, but uh, but what ha- what happens week in that situation? Because it is a wacky show. If he's like as a joke, it's like, oh, you're not my br-. like. What if he appears as both? What happens then? It breaks Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> to my answer, though, to my fact, if I were to say fact, he appears in another Marvel character, yeah. and but he also yeah. appears as Quicksilver, does that stay intact? My fact, then. Yeah, I mean, I would okay. say because he, he's he, he is, you know, I, I I'll qualify as like his his ending character, whatever okay. it is, like his main character. He be I'll say fact because even then, I could think, wouldn't it be such a fun Easter egg if he is Mephisto and he could be like shape shifting and like let's say the real quicksilver comes back and he somehow dies or goes away in the series and like to taunt her he turns into his fox's x-men like i could be your brother like they could have i think though because the show is so wacky yeah. they will at least make some reference to him previously being quicksilver just before the you know the same way they do with linda carter in the flash shows and like mm-hmm. dcu and everything like that so or cw universe so i'll say fact how about yourself yeah, no, I'm going fact. Uh, you know, Quicksilver would be a dream at that point. It just seems like Feige. There's a line to where Feige is going to go at that point, but this one he says like, eh, you know, we'll 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 tongue in cheek it at that point. We'll wink and nod, but we don't. We could we see Evan doing more than just that. It's going to be very interesting though if we do get that in. Is I have, I'm so fascinated to hear the conversation if they do just full on replace Ain Taylor Johnson with him like that. It'll, yeah. <laughs> that would be sick. All right, you two weren't good enough. Bud. Yeah, like that. There, there, that there will be a conversation had. He'll be asked about it. It'll be very interesting. But uh, what's your final one? Uh, my final one. Um, we get Wanda saying no more, or a definite callback to the line, but it won't be mutants. Because obviously we don't have Nessa Mutant yet, but I, I my, my more point of the question is like we get that line yeah. in some way. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Like a line inspired by that classic moment. I think so because I was – I'm not surprised because I know they feed them information. They say, read this, blah, blah, blah. But when she was interviewed on Jimmy Kimmel last week, and on Jimmy Kimmel, she used the words House of M. 
She said it was one of those one of the inspirations. She didn't do the classic. Oh, it was inspired by lots of comic books, and it's great. She said House of M. Yes, that could just be a buzzword, but to me, you use those buzzwords when you're on the Comic Con stage, not on Jimmy Kimmel Live, yeah. where the audience, my mom watching House of M. Oh my goodness, she's talking about no, like so. The fact that she said that, I do think they could have said we're referring to this scene, we're referring to this type of theme, we're referring to this moment. So I think there will be a even if it's same thing as Quicksilver. A tongue-in-cheek thing. What if it's something just like no more pets or like something like that? Like there could be something where, again, it's a joke of line. Like, see what we did there? The same way as Avengers. Yeah. And then they cut off in Age of Ultron, right? Like we all knew. And it's like, damn it. They almost got to it. I could see that as far as, you know, teasing the big fanboys and fangirls. Like we know what you want her to say. But not right now, you know? It's something like that. So. <laughs> yeah, we have to have mutants introduced <laughs> yeah, first yeah. before so, you say, you know. And that's what I thought about. It's like I, I, it's such a pivotal line of the series at that point and, and what it led to. So it, uh, it, it would, you know, if it doesn't happen, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a cool thing that they could give. A, I mean, we already said that the wine bottle is basically in French, you know, House of M. Yeah. So. And I, I'm going to impromptu throw out one because I was going to say it for le- oh. next week, but because I already talked about earlier, I'm going to hit you with it, and it just based on our conversation. <laughs> Fact or fiction, yeah. will Kevin Foggy appear in the Deadpool 3 movie? I thought I already said yes. Did you? Maybe I didn't. Maybe, maybe, well, no, maybe, maybe we never got to that point. It's like, yeah, why not? It, 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 would, it would totally fit in the, in the brand of that. Or it would be one of these things that it would be in the trailer, but not necessarily in the movie for mm-hmm. it, you know? Okay, I can see that. You may have said yes, but it has also been a, a show full of so many... We've gone from Deadpool <laughs> to the seriousness of Punisher to Doctor Doom and all the way back. So, yeah, I'm a fact on that. I was going to say it for next week, but it might not be Poe next week, and I might have some new... Yours are WandaVision-themed. That's a good thing with the show. I might have some themed as well based on that episode because we might have some new information yeah. coming out, so... Yeah, I will put those out. Uh, I'll definitely because one. I'm definitely gonna put those out before the show drops on Friday this time. I'll go yeah, early. We're gonna have to because we yes. don't like like. I think it was one one week. Well, I can't remember when my fact became true. Oh, the Charlie Cox rumor came yeah, out, and yeah. then we had put out that stuff. It's like, well, Chris was right or early, possibly. Not, so. <laughs> not that I think they're gonna show Evan Peters in the first. I don't think they're gonna go balls to the walls like that. But uh, just just so it's out there, just in case. So yeah. Yeah, um, speaking of WandaVision, what are we, issue five now of Vision? It's five, right? Uh, or is it six? Y- no, six. Is it six? Jeez, Louise. It's already, so we got a little You read it, ago. right? <laughs> yeah. I, no, I did read it, yeah. I read it, I yeah. actually read it earlier this time because I usually, like, yeah. leave it the night before, but I had some time on the weekend. I was reading it while uh, Pittsburgh was getting destroyed <laughs> this weekend, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, you go first. What are your thoughts on this issue? It's a very interesting issue. Lots of, lots of dark turns in this one. Yeah, this is, <laughs> I just like the, <laughs> the, the, the neighbor coming into this whole thing is the neighbor oh. in the beginning. We get a revisit of the neighbor. I, I, this was when I was saying, I, I remember since it's been only like the second or third time I read it, but it'd been a while. I remember moments of the book. And mm-hmm. so this was a moment I I remember. I just couldn't remember where it fell into it. You know, the, the moment of the dog, you know, digging up Grim Reaper, getting killed. And then I love that the neighbor's coming over to investigate where the dog is. And the whole house is utterly destroyed. Oh, and Vision's yeah. <laughs> wife is like, oh, we're doing some remodeling. And he's just kind of accepting. It's, it's like, a war zone. Strange. It's a war zone in there. Yeah, it is. And he's just like, oh, digging a pool? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we yeah. are. 
<laughs> it's 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 again it's vision coming to terms with but not really with covering for his wife like that was a huge thing that was done we don't get much acknowledgement at all yet he he's almost like trying to process what's going on and how to address it um and him getting just trying to keep he, the big thing vision vision understands what he's done and what he's covered for but he is holding so much onto the idea of family mm-hmm. so much so that he's willing to take the brain of a dead dog and create a dog that almost looks like in no not the exact same dog but it's just like you all of a sudden got a dog when the other dog came missing. Yeah. That's not fairly obvious. What, what are the neighbors <laughs> going to say about this? This is the episode where it's like I'd be going home to my wife that kept it's time to move. We're we're out of here. I saw their their house. They have a green dog. <laughs> we gotta we gotta get out of here. Yeah, it's it's an it's it's a setup issue, but not in the sense of lots of setup issues we've talked about before when we've done comic clubs. They're a bit more slower paced, and there's not too much that happens. But it's just like okay, here we go. I think the first half of this, other than the dog uh, digging up the Reaper, is a little slow <laughs> because they keep talking yes. about the P versus NP. But then that back half just is like boom, 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 all this sort of stuff. And I think that's why it's a setup issue for like really okay, it's all hit the fan. And that's why we were talking about this a few weeks ago when I called Vision a villain. You're like, oh, he's not necessarily villain i was like you're true you're right and that's where the problem of sometimes when you've read these events in your mind because i remember reading this issue being like okay there's two things you don't do in media as far as the good guy or like anything but like <laughs> until you take a really dark turn you don't kill babies and you don't kill dogs and no he didn't kill well we don't actually know if he killed that dog because that dog was looking burnt but it was still looking alive he may put it out as misery sure but then they're going to take the dog's brain <laughs> he looked he a little extra crispy yeah, there but then to take the dog's brain and to make it your own and everything like that is like okay uh he to me he's he's on the the villainous eyes like maybe he's not hurting he is hurting other people though. he's taking people's dogs he's covering up for his wife fully now like even then he's like oh if you would have told me the problem yeah. about the reaper everything i would understand your actions but still like it's not this wasn't the point where you turn around and, oh i'm way over my head this is wrong he's just going deeper and deeper into it so oh yeah yeah it, it's it, again this is where you know i didn't read that opening thing the P versus the NP because it's just like the first time it's just like what the heck are we yeah. talking about here you know and, and once you kind of read the issue as a full it's like, okay I kind of see where we see Harkness kind of show up again mm-hmm. you know it, it, this is the idea that he is striving so hard to be normal it's not even normal it's just <laughs> yeah. it, it, well I mean it's normal but it's just like he wants to have what he's had in the past and can't and, and lost mm-hmm. with Wanda well, it reminds me of my one of my first, and that's why like it reminded me when he's like come the dog's brain. One of my favorite shows we've talked about this before is Dexter, and when I talk about yeah. normal, that's one of my favorite things is like he has this conversation with Rita. It's not big spoilers for the show, but he's a serial killer, and she's just like, "What do you want?" And he's just like, "All I want is a boring." normal life where nothing happens and she goes i want that too and that's where i get the sense of like you're right about vision as far as trying to recreate something but i also just think he does want that when he's talking to his wife talking about like we have to put forward that we have an agenda but we don't have an agenda at the same time our agenda is to be normal but we can't let them know that we have an agenda to be normal we just have to be normal and it's like this whole like man this guy is going through like a personal crisis of like he's thinking of layers upon layers and he does have to because he's looked upon a different way but uh, yeah, again, like I said, he is trying to, but it is that classic thing where he's 
he's trying to do the right thing, but now he's doing all the wrong reasons and all the wrong aspects. And that's where it's like, like I said, lying to the neighbors, taking the neighbor's dog. He's covered up for his wife more now. And it's just, he's just engrossing himself more and more in lie. And that's where I remember this issue of me being like, I get where he is, but it's hard for me to, I, I get the, not in a bad writing sense, but it's hard for me now to root for him. Cause it's like, ah, you're getting too, mm-hmm. you're too far gone. It's very much like, that's what I talked about when Pierre always, I don't know. I don't want to get in the debate of walking Phoenix's Joker, but that was my thing of like, that's the point to show is like, I, you know, that you sympathize with him. Just this is a lost guy, but eventually crosses the line where it doesn't matter how lost you are. I just can't, I can't follow you. I can't support you. You know, I sympathize with you, but now you're too far gone. And that's to me, vision in this, in this issue is like, no, I can't. <laughs> you're because <laughs> what's gonna happen next now? You know, the fact that you're fine with all this—not fine, but you've covered up the Reaper, you're covering up the the boy and the father, and now you've taken this dog. It's like, it's just escalating very quickly and very badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and in the sense of like, his he's worried even more about his kids. His kids are, especially his daughters. You know, basically come back from death mm-hmm. at that point and having such a hard time dealing with what's going on. And, and the son's just trying to figure out, you know, if you prick me, do I bleed? You know, am I normal? Yeah. And, 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 and the idea of a dog is something that they can be happy about or, or under, understand like what that is. But, you know, you get to the end and, and, you know, kind of Harkness kind of says, and so Vision has abandoned the illusion of P in favor of the reality of NP. He will now do everything in his attempt to find happiness for his wife and children. He will kill you. He will kill you. He will kill your families. He will raise the world. And he's going to pan up and you see basically the Avengers mm-hmm. kind of listening to her. And, and it gets to the... Yeah, with Wanda there. And we get to the next issue is the issue I've been waiting on to get back to the issue about him and Wanda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited uh, for next week. Cause it's, it, it is a good one. And, but... and, and what a perfect issue, yeah. man, we couldn't have timed that any better. Yeah, it really lined <laughs> up. And yeah, that, that all I wanted to say about that panel was just, we talked about like how vision lies and his dark past is escalating. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, it's es- his, his dark passenger. Yeah, yeah, maybe? Pretty much. Yeah. And that's how, you know, it's the ultimate escalation when you pan and go, Oh, well now the Avengers are involved and they, they sometimes solve world ending crisis. So yeah, it's uh, I'm very excited to, for next week, but I, I did really enjoy this issue specifically the back half. Yeah, it, it, it was definitely very good, but, uh, but yeah, before we kind of bring the episode to a close, you know, we we've talked about WandaVision, mm-hmm. we say, but we're finally here, ladies and gentlemen. The next episode, and, and from here on out, um, Travis and I talked about different ways we could do this. Um, we talked about maybe doing separate mini episodes at that point, but you know, him and I's both schedule and family lives at that mm-hmm. point, it just seemed like what we're gonna do with this this at least first iteration of a Marvel series, we're gonna keep it with uh, the show. Yes, it, by the time it drops, you've got basically two days after, but you know, we we want to have this kind of be right now in this first disney plus show to be part of marvel alliance proper it will be the lead part of the show so that way um you know comic book corner will still be at the end we'll le- always lead with marvel alliance um with wandavision discussion and spoilers so we are very excited um and i think i said last night on dc alliance that you know am i gonna stay up it's probably the one i might just change over my uh mm-hmm, workout heard, yeah. schedule to watch out uh, watch WandaVision so that way we can talk about it at that point but um, I'm excited this is a, a big moment for Marvel I, I'm glad to hear positive stuff I can't wait to see it um, I'm definitely kind of keeping my expectations low 
and just being excited about content, not necessarily expectation for what I want out of it. Because to be frankly honest, I don't know what I'm going to get out of this show. Oh, (laughs) yeah. No, it's going to be very exciting. And I think throughout the uh, series and whatnot, we'll have some guests on to talk about everything. But uh, yeah, it's going to it's going to be kind of similar. Yeah, kind of similar to what you if you follow Star Wars Alliance, what they did with, um, you know, Mandalorian. So, yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) all right. You know. Almost, you know, basically uh, including ad stuff at that point, a little over two and a half hours. So we made it under the three hours, but, you know, we knew this was going to be a big one. Yeah, we did. It, it was a good one, though. So, yeah, I'm happy to be back. I'm excited for next week. And, uh, yeah, as always, you can find me, Travis B. Snell, doing a bunch of stuff all the time. Uh, Geekers, we're about to drop our bloopers episode. So if you've never listened to one of those, those are fun. It's the bloopers, mm-hmm. best stuff throughout the whole year. And, uh, yeah, check out all the great shows on Geek Ultimate Alliance. And, uh, as always, hope everyone is happy and healthy and safe yeah exactly um yeah you can follow the podcast on twitter at marvel a podcast me personally at chris balga you can email the show at marvel alliance podcast at gmail.com you can follow the geek ultimate alliance network on twitter at gua pod network feel free to tweet email if you want to provide feedback factor fiction to ask us questions you know we're gonna definitely want to hear your feedback mm-hmm. next week on on the first two episodes so definitely even if we don't put out the the thing out there definitely tweet at us and we'll we'll definitely bring those up on the show uh, continue to rate and review the podcast and Apple Podcasts or whichever your pod- podcatcher choice may be. You know, thank you for those of you in the chat. We definitely had a very good discussion uh, with stuff. Thank you all for letting us have that time to discuss uh, a little, little more serious than we usually do get. But again, uh, we do appreciate it. We hope you got, gained something out of it, gained some perspective uh, on stuff. But again, a lot of great contact. Uh, you know, thank you, Mr. Feige, for letting uh, us into your uh, your mind a bit. <laughs> and sharing at that point but uh as travis said stay safe out there and as as stan the man would say excelsior true believers 